What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming BitCast episode 220. Man, 20 weeks since we did episode 200, which is wild to me. I am your host. I was there for Andrew that. Bode. You were. We were all there for that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's no, crazy. no, Hogue wasn't here. Hogue wasn't here. What? Yes, he was. What? Really? Was that the yeah. Halloween one where we all dressed up? He wasn't here for that. <laughs> How is 20 weeks ago Halloween? I don't Do know, the man. Math. I don't, you tell me. <laughs> All right. Travis is going to be a problem today. I'm going to go I ahead. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have warned I'll, you. I did warn you. I, I, uh, I'll start with Mr. Ty Guy Travis here, uh, looking dapper as always, but lacking any sleep. So it's going to be an interesting one today. Right. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I am lacking sleep because, as you guys know, I'm reviewing Grounded, which I didn't know was a 100 plus hour survival game. I thought, you know, maybe maybe it would take, you know, 50 hours, 60 hours. And then I did 50 hours in the first weekend. And I was like, oh, no, I'm nowhere near done with this thing. And so here I am, 100 plus hours. I thought I'm, my review is due Monday. The embargo is on Monday and I'm already not going to make that. So I was like, I need to play like crazy all weekend. And now it's looking like I'm not even going to have a draft of a game that I finished beating by Monday. So. I'm probably going to end up with a review in progress tomorrow at some point and then uh, go forward. So anyway, the reason I'm lacking sleep is because I was up all night as I have been doing for the past 10 days trying to beat this game. And it is just a pit, a pit, a glorious pit, a fantastic pit is what I will say. But it is. uh, Yeah, it's impressed me a lot. I don't even think I'm allowed to say that, but it is impressed (laughs) me a lot. And uh, (laughs) guys, this is just between you and us, chat. Look, look. Here's what I'll Keep say. Keep it to yourself, everyone. Here's what I'll, here's what I'll say. Of the of the content that is already publicly available, which oh, yes. is a lot of it, it is fantastic. And the other part that you you haven't played yet, who knows? Yeah, I will not comment on that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. I think you clean that up lovely. Yeah, you Thanks, just had bro. to make that uh, that yeah the difference yeah. clear there. Nailed, so you're good. nailed it. Nailed yeah, it. Keep, Keep it grounded. Right, folks, delete your tweets about Travis saying grounded is awesome. (laughs) Um, It's that long, huh? Well, I almost set you up again. Okay, never mind. Moving on. It's a Um, well. I can talk about this. It is a survival game, which means that, like, in between each major story point, you have to do things. Like, you have to like upgrade your. Yeah, you have to like upgrade your base and get some like farming of materials done and like build schematics. And it's like. You know, if you were just beelining straight for the story, you could you could beat it probably pretty quick. But I don't know how you would beeline it through the story because you need material and better equipment. And so it's like, all right, guys, we got to go do this next main story mission. All right. Well, that means we all have to upgrade our armor and we've got to, you know, Mm. make these changes to our house. And it's like playing Minecraft in survival mode. Like it's like just a lot of stuff to prepare and get ready. And like, you know, uh, so, yeah, anyway, it's it's just a, a monster of a game. Uh, and and I'm 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 really enjoying it, but it, awesome. it is exhausting. So. When you do your review in progress, I want at least 25 comparisons to Subnautica because that's my favorite, and everything should be revolving around me. <laughs> okay, great, we'll do. Nice I'll say, imagine if it wasn't underwater, but instead in a backyard. You know, 
That's all exactly perfect. I'm excited about it. I know uh, Pompa, who's in the chat, is uh, has been playing that since launch. Super excited about it as well. I got Gecko and Gio Rio kicking off with crazy super chats already, which we will get to shortly. But let's get through our intro first. Uh, but Sardinisms quickly says not only was Hoke here for episode 200, Travis, he was going full cheerleader, teen dad mode everywhere, telling people about it. That's how I ended up tuning in, and now it's a Sunday ritual for me. So wow, you thank you, sir. Wow. Thank you, Sardinisms. I appreciate the backing up. <laughs> what what was what did we do that episode? That wasn't the we, we had a bunch of we guests. had a bunch of guests on. That was the guests. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, uh is the only big cast uh to cross 10,000 views on YouTube. Never only mind. so far so since far. Gift. So far. We're <laughs> since growing. Since we're a growing enterprise. <laughs> we are. I'm gonna talk about that in a second, actually. I didn't All know right. what number we were on this. This morning, I mean, geez, I, I didn't, <laughs> no idea. Both my arms crazy. Dan doesn't always life? know that there's a camera on him, so no, just, no, just let him go in the corner. Yeah, just no. stare in Dan's corner. You'll see something interesting every few minutes. It's crazy. Hogue himself rocking the new Hogue. I don't know what move. Uh, Reasonable minds can differ. That's right. We've got the new store yes. open. We're really actually very excited about how fast stuff is getting out of that store. So it's very yeah. cool to see it on your body already. You know, I like to talk about your body, Ains. So that's a good way to start a Sunday morning for me. He does. <laughs> no, seriously, Ains is jacked. Do you follow we, him on Twitter? We we, we I'm usually an make people person. We make people pay for those DMs, Hoke. Come on now, oh, don't sorry. give it away okay. for free. Don't give it okay. away. Okay, I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> it's a treat. Follow Ains on Twitter. Oh God. Um, oh, yeah, no, we've had a good weekend. We had Lawyers and Dragons yesterday. My Michigan Wolverines are still undefeated. Bring a little sports Ooh. ball into it. Barely. Um, have, Barely. Uh -oh. Yeah, I mean, okay, we were up by 15 with two minutes left. It's okay. I don't want to hear it. It was Maryland. <laughs> okay. All right. What, what, what team me and Travis are like, me and Travis are like, what's, what's happening? What, 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 what team do you represent, Dan? Coming to Kinnick next week. The Michigan. Oh, I was. Yeah. Yes, offense is right Hey, I'll meet you up there. Uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go to the game. Let's go to I actually Let's really go. like Iowa fans. Are, Every are Michigan they, game they, I've attended are, with Iowa fans, they've been nice. Ains, are they pathetic. are they mad at each other? Or are they about to kiss? No. I'm very no, curious. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Like any good college rivalry, there's love <laughs> built into the hate. No, I don't actually hate Iowa. Iowa's no. like your lovely cousin. That's just like, oh yeah, good try, Iowa. Yeah. Good try. That's true. What's called? I can't even argue with. Them. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> We're gonna split down the middle and have two separate yeah. conversations here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. I was just saying they were undefeated, and it's been a great week of video games. Honestly, I've been having a blast. Fantastic. And the seven himself, Mr. Rodriguez. Good morning, brother. Yep. I'm here. I'm ready. Just got back from Colorado. Almost died. Uh, mostly because my brakes were about to light on fire and, you know, going up and down those hills. That's not you have great. some mountains there. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Driving through it's the Rockies is, is no joke. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. No, no, thanks. <clears throat> Never going to do that again. Bale is nice, <laughs> but it's, it, it's it's probably meant to have snow. Uh, uh, it, otherwise, there's really not much to do. And, uh, and and McDonald's is ridiculously expensive there. I'm not sure what. I, I, listen, my, my mother-in-law likes the Coke at McDonald's. It was $2.79. I had a hard time bringing myself 
to pay for drinks. Wait a minute. Can we have a segment every week? Can we have Dan review remote McDonald's? Not like their restaurants, but just like how the McDonald's are in various areas of the country. <laughs> there was so I mean, much in that one sentence that I love. The fact that you drove through the Rockies to Vail and then talked yes. about going to McDonald's is sure, part right. one. The fact no that she there. likes the Coke at a specific restaurant as if they don't just ship that syrup to every restaurant the same way. Let me tell you something. I can, I can actually read scientific I can, I can, studies. I can, have an artic- I can have an article sent to you, Ains, about how the Coke at McDonald's is different if you want. It, it Wait, well, they, they, up, they mix the amount of water with the syrup. Is this yeah. real? No, no. Yeah. They have they have different. Yeah, You know what? I'll send yeah. the article. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Article. It's, a, and you're going to pay $3 for a, a, a Coke. For a large is, Coke. Yeah, That's wild. just America, Dan. I got news for you. It ain't Colorado. <laughs> Welcome to it's 2022. It's a dollar. It's pretty here. impressive. They don't oh, even man. have McDonald's oh, where I am. By the way, by the way, I'm being yelled at by Mrs. Hogue that the Coke no. is not the same. And it the is McDonald's the best. Is the best. Yeah, 100%. I'm not, I'm not arguing with my mother-in-law. <laughs> Put, it on a shirt. With Mrs. Put it on a yeah. shirt, co-counsel. Let's see that yeah. shirt next week. Next the hat. Let's do oh, it. Oh, man. It was a good oh. time. I'm glad I'm back. Let's All right. Something. Well, this was uh, this was an intro, so we're gonna <laughs> we've got this was uh, chaotic. Yeah, this we've is got very chaotic intro. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, quite a bunch to talk about. We've got a couple follow ups I want to do here in a second. We're gonna be talking about superhero games today. We're gonna be talking about uh, Halo's battle royale kind of leaks that are happening that I'll touch on briefly and get your guys' thoughts on. Um, and we've got cloud handhelds and a few other things to touch on. But first, a couple. Uh, uh, housekeeping things I wanted to talk about first. Uh, season gaming channel has been popping off lately. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but love you guys. Uh, the the views have been up in general across all of our videos, uh, but just this week alone, they've gone up another twenty five percent, and uh, it's been just amazing to see the analytics on it. So subs popping in, Hogue, you know this better than I do, but sometimes the algorithm is just in your favor, and it seems yeah, to no, be that way I, I call it liking you. Sometimes it likes you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you put out good content. You put it out consistently. And we put, <laughs> we do both. Uh, you can get the robot to sometimes pay attention to you. And then there'll be a month where it's like, we'll we'll do four episodes and, and have seven views. And it'll be okay. <laughs> Stay strong, brother. We're going to get through it. Season Gaming knows that all too well. But, yes. Uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> but, no, it's been great. So, thank you all for your support. Uh, even Big Cast last week is just rocking. So, um, love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. It's our in. Netflix anime series, by the way. You guys can check that out. That's really why people have come over to the channel. Right. Uh, yeah. So, only sense. on Netflix. <laughs> Um, I also forgot, uh, and this is my fault on this one, is that uh, we did a a $20 giveaway to follow the BitCast account. So if you love the BitCast, you like listening on the audio side, make sure you're checking us out on Twitter, Season Gaming and SG BitCast. We're doing giveaways randomly for people who uh, review us on Spotify, Apple, what have you. So I want to shout out to Stingray X. Reach out to me if you're listening to this. Otherwise, I'll hit you up on Discord or Twitter. Uh, $20, your platform of choice, and we will continue to do giveaways like that going forward. So just keep an eye for that, and uh, you know we'll be giving you some credit towards some good games. <clears throat> now, we have a couple follow-ups from last week that we had comments on uh, that I wanted to touch on, and the first one is the funniest to me. So Don Lionheart, who comments and listens every week, shout out to Don. Don. He, <clears throat> he was talking about our conversation on the Yakuza naming convention which was a disaster last week oh i had fun with it i love words oh it was fun so and he he broke it down so i'm gonna read this here he says okay here's how it's going forward yakuza as a brand is dead which i think we mentioned last week yep gone so yakuza like a dragon will be like a dragon going forward as we said last week now 
If they decide to use a subtitle or a number, who knows? Because Yakuza 6 was fully titled Yakuza 6, uh, colon, The Song of Life, as we know. Summon of Life, yeah. All yeah. Right. Like a Dragon, Ishin, which we talked about, is a spinoff, period. It's unconnected to the main series. Right. Yeah. So now you got that. Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, is a, <laughs> is a gap filler to explain what was going on with Kiryu between the end of Yakuza 6 and the start of Like a Dragon 8, or whatever subtitle they use. Because they haven't named it yet, remember? It's just going to be Like a Dragon right. something, but we don't know what the name is yet. Oh, Kiryu <clears throat> showing up in the next Like a Dragon. Yes, uh, they showed uh, that, right. Okay, I and didn't know that. He, Dan, keep me honest here. You know better than anyone. He, he has shown up in... Uh, yeah, does he know that he's muted, world. though? Of course not. Of course he does. Dan. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so... Here we go. So, so yeah, Kiru is coming. Is in the new Like a Dragon with Ishii, yeah. who is in Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes. You know, okay. okay. So, yeah, those are the two people that are walking out. He just has some weird-looking gray hair that was unexplained. Yeah, yeah I've seen nothing about that. 8, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, and 8 is a direct sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is 7. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> combining. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Like a Dragon is not going to be attached to Judgment at all. That's its own thing. Right. Correct. Yes. Even though it uses the maps and assets, and we yeah. could put them in a series if we felt so inclined. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll Kingdom Hearts it at one point. Okay. You know what? <laughs> but I am right that it does appear that Yakuza Like a Dragon has to change its name to something if the Yakuza brand is dead. Right. Yeah, it's, it's now mean, it's now yeah, Like a Dragon. It sounds like they already have. Yeah, they already something. have. Okay. Yeah. 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 So now that that's clear for everyone, you got it. Um, Robert Varley followed up, and I think we talked about this in DM Hogue, but he said uh, he wanted to know if you finished Edge Runners, the anime, because he said the second half of it is really strong, and that's what people typically rave about. No, I still, I, I'm only halfway through. Uh, as, a, as a father of kids, it is not the kind of show that uh, you can just <laughs> toss on, uh, so you got to find your time for, for Edge Runners. So I'm still, I'm, I think I finished episode five now. Um, so we're, we're behind because, honestly, Everybody dropped all their streaming shows in one month. Uh, and just keep keeping up is uh, is yeah. tricky. And so we actually had I, I feel like we almost had a chart up on the wall. My wife and I were talking about the watching something on TV, and it was like, well, if it's just us, we're watching this, and if it's us in the first one, we're watching this. If it's all four, it's this. If it's us in the second one, we're watching this <laughs> because we're in various states of both acceptability and progress um, on these shows. And so it's like, yeah, it's. It's an ordeal. Edge Runners has not made the cut uh, for the late night viewing uh, because I've been playing games. His games Fair. are cool. Fair enough. That's always my problem. It's Better. like I could be watching something or I'll play something and I'd rather play something. So, yes. <laughs> this is the way. By the way, Nick says regarding Yakuza, when all fails, Wiki Yakuza is your friend. Probably tracks yeah. it all. There you go. All right. I know this as long next as I can question. find zero. Zero is my favorite. <clears throat> Whatever go. it's called. We're, Did you we're, play we're like a right dragon? Yeah, I played. I am. I, I got about halfway through like a dragon and fell off it. Whoa! I keep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> you should. <laughs> All right. This next one, there was some back and forth uh, after our last episode, um, and I wanted to ask you. I know this is a huge question. I know that we've touched on this in various aspects many times, but I wanted to just pose it anyway because uh, Joe Munger brought up this. Uh, we, we were talking about like Tencent and <laughs> Goddamn. Tencent and Microsoft last week, thanks to Dan. 
And Joe Munger referred to Microsoft as saying there's already this kind of elephant in the room who's trying to acquire everyone in the industry. And he pointed to Microsoft. And then uh, Token Aussie, who's another one of our viewers, they were going back and forth, not in a bad way, but just talking back and forth, uh, basically making the point that uh, or trying to make the point that there's no labor contraction we're seeing in the industry and the industry is continuing to grow. So, you know, realistically, you know, if, if Microsoft or Xbox, whatever, was having a negative impact with consolidation or we were seeing mass consolidation, those things, two things wouldn't be true. So I wanted to just pose a question to you guys broadly. We'll keep this high level, but Microsoft and Xbox now being the serious players in the industry and putting all this money towards the gaming industry and obviously the Activision Blizzard deal we've talked about many times. Do you see this as true consolidation and a bad thing for the industry long term or do you personally think this is a good thing for those developers and studios long term that's a straw man you said it, consolidation and bad thing that that's that's divergent that's true it, it is consolidation i would argue it's also investment in the industry <clears throat> uh yeah you can have big tech companies that blow up little companies and that's always a concern but as i have said repeatedly in various venues and forums for the last few months it is an enormously dynamic industry that is capable of making output in various and vast configurations. Yep. Um, so even if it were to explode, I would still expect video gaming on the whole to survive. But there is no promise that the current configuration, studios, companies, or otherwise will. Do I think it's a good thing? Yes, I think competition is a good thing. I think investment's a good thing. And I think both of those things are happening from Microsoft and uh sony has to do stuff to combat that other than whining and and we'll see how they do i concur with with pretty much all of that i think uh it is both consolidation and in this case because it's a large company that was already bloated to begin with i don't think necessarily a bad version of it i would be much more concerned if microsoft was buying up all of the smaller developers but buying up activision i think is probably better for the developers and i think it's probably not a big deal in, in the big picture of things when it comes to consolidation, just because they were already a kind of a monster themselves. Activision was so uh, yeah, the rich eating the rich, keep it, keep it going. Yes. I mean, <laughs> go ahead, do, do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal in the, in this case. No, I, I uh, generally agree with you guys as well. Um, you pretty much nailed all the points. There's not too much. I have to, to say, I think there was a, a time where we've seen the EAs of the world and others kind of buy these smaller developers and kind of ruin them. Uh, we know that. We've talked about that many times over. But that Reaper kinda... picture exists for a reason. <laughs> but um, out for Bullfrog, my friends. Yeah, no kidding. True. And and Vicarious. <laughs> uh, or not Vicarious. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you could, you could throw Vicarious in there. Yeah, you could throw Vicarious. Yeah. Vicarious um, Visions got killed. Visceral got killed. Visceral, we could talk about Bioware at some point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think we are in a different space in the industry now. It's a different Microsoft uh, leadership kind of structure. Also looking, if you're speaking directly about Microsoft, there's just a lot of positivity uh, in the industry right now and expansion as these guys just touched on. So I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a negative really, but I do think, and I know Hogue and I specifically have talked about this many times. I do think that, it is TBD of how Xbox leadership manages this many developers and how they can get well, these right games out at a AAA yeah. quality and, and what that <laughs> delivery looks like in the future. That's a whole different conversation than this one. Yeah, that, so, that was really my whole thing was, just, you know, I'm not a huge <clears throat> fan of all this consolidation, uh, but, you know, I just never have been. <clears throat> I haven't seen enough out of them 
aside from purchasing everything. I, I want the content. And I've always been that person. You know, I don't give a crap who you buy. Just keep giving me the, 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 the content and the games. And the last three or four years really haven't been fantastic for me as, you know, for, from, a, from looking at Xbox, you know, and it's always next year, next year, next year, next year. Eventually it'll hit and it'll be amazing and they'll be throwing these out. You know, we talked about having, you know, that cadence. Of We've been talking about that for a couple of years now. Right, we have been, right? That's <laughs> the problem. Yeah, so we, every form, you know, we've got, the, we've got the studios now. There should be no reason not to be able to do that. And yeah. until they prove to me that they can put out that stuff, you know, I, I really, I'm more cautious about all these big companies that they're buying up because I'm like, well, when are they going to, when, when you know, this is, these are some of my favorite companies, you know, or not, maybe not Activision, but, you know, Bethesda with all, you know, Arcane and everything. I want to see that content come out and I'm not seeing it. So I question that. That being said, I, I really don't care in the end, as long as, you know, in 10, 20 years, I'm still able to play video games. That's all that really matters. I don't care. Well, yeah, them. the whole like, you know, bloated company getting purchased, like Activision has the same problem that Microsoft has with not being able to put out games and having man project management problems and stuff like that. So hopefully they can do a better job with those IPs, but it's sort of like. Well, and they just moved yeah. all of their studio. I mean, literally, all of Activision Studios are working on Call of Duty. Yeah, I, I mean, know. It, it's uh, it's very <laughs> different than PlayStation buying Bungie, which I think it was, you know, very good. And a, a, we got to a... convince the internet of that. You know, I tell you, it's always. I, I love it. I get so much. I get so much. Uh, let's call it fan mail uh, and whatnot with like the pictures of like the Embracer group and everything else. And I, I know you heard me comment on it in DMs, and I might still do a video on it. But Satya coming out there and being like, the number one has purchased three companies or whatever. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Guys, this isn't even close to the same kind of transaction. And I'm freaking, I am one of the staunchest advocates of the damn thing going through. But you're make, you're putting me in a bad spot here, Satya, because that is complete BS. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you don't have to pretend. You can say, you know, it's a big freaking deal. We understand it. We still think it's good for X, not well, they purchased Fire Sprite. Get out of here, Hoss. Get out of here. It's interesting wording. They that's did, for sure. though. They did. Yeah, they did. They nailed it. They also purchased that mobile company that hasn't made anything yet. Exact <laughs> same. If we want competition, we should be allowed competition. Sure, buddy. Sure. Well, that that see the the, the Bungie purchase and some of the smaller purchases uh, worry me more than the Activision one because, like I said, like a bloated big huge monster getting to eaten by another monster. It's like whatever you know. That's you're worried not really about artistic I, output though, Travis. That's not the same as market I'm, control. No, no, I'm I'm well, I'm wor I'm worried that that one you know one of the signs that the industry is in trouble is if uh, smaller uh, companies in the industry cannot compete without having a large. Uh, financial backer like a Microsoft as a parent company. And when you see companies like Bungie, which says, hey, we're going to try to be independent. We're going to make a triple eight game by ourselves and then almost immediately fold and sell to another company. It makes me worried that like you're that's that's going to be the the final. That's the only way. But to you literally Bungie, in this Bungie is the divorcee that goes and marries six times. Like Bungie is a very bad example. Bungie does not like being alone. They say they do, but they go and they, they bed up with Microsoft. And then they, that it's a little cold and they go, mm, Activision, your bed's warm too. And that gets a little cold. And they say, Sony, your bed's looking nice right now. And when that Ogre. gets a little cold, they'll go and say, hey, China, how, is that, how are those Chinese bucks doing? And that'll get a little Ogre. cold. 
Hogue, are you are you slut shaming Bungie? <laughs> I am as acquisition slots. Just, wow. just to be clear. Wow. There's our quote for the week. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, I, I, Bungie's a good name for them because they're constantly going between different states and being. Nice. They're constantly getting nice. Birthday. Nice. I like it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like it. All right. So I think we've tackled that. Let me get to these super chats because Gecko and Geo hit us right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go, start... Gecko and Geo. We love super chats. Thank you for supporting the channel. Exactly what Hoke said. Uh, let's start with Gecko. Uh, Dan, you want to you want to get back to your uh, super chat read and roll here? Yes, sir. Gecko Gamer, thank you, sir. I am in a zoo, so <laughs> I will listen to this later. For the main subject, I do believe there isn't uh, too much to focus on superhero stuff and gaming, but I say that as someone who isn't interested in Marvel slash DC comics. Fair yeah, enough, Gecko. Yeah, 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 fair enough. That's uh, we are. That's the conversation we're going to have here shortly. So thank you. Obviously, yeah. when you tune in later, you can hear. And we'll refer <clears throat> back to your comment. But thank you for the generous super chat. He Hope just doesn't like. A... He just doesn't like Marvel and DC. He's really into those indie comics. <laughs> that's what Hope, I'm uh, just Hope you have a great day at the zoo, my friend. <clears throat> All right, uh, and then Geo came out crazy here he had yeah, us with four was... back-to-backs so let's try right, geo <laughs> thank you Gio. all right we'll start with this first one the five euros actually i think they're all five euros they are several all of them euros. yeah all right arkham you got his money worth instead of one twenty dollar he did four or five yeah, it's really you know, it's kind of wise investing yeah <laughs> arkham spider-man guardians proof that comics can be great uh, inspiration for games in this time where storytelling experience is key to the mass. Yes. Masses. Yeah. Yeah. The masses. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm going to, uh, let's tackle his, we'll do all four and then we'll, okay. uh, we'll tackle we'll it together here. It looks like, yep. uh, in the nineties, uh, two thousands, there have been many more comic based games than today though with so many TV streaming comic based series, Next to the multitude of movies, overexposure to the comic genre is what could be actually a bigger issue, creating fatigue in general. I'm going to keep going? Okay. But there are many more comics than only Marvel and DC. That could be a great inspiration for games. Uh, Lock and Key, as does Magna. Uh, Manga. Manga, uh, Manga, sorry. Yeah, that was... They're just trying to get bad. you to say Maga, Dan. Maga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Manga for the J Japanese gaming market. So this is, uh, I, I like this comment a lot. Um, <laughs> you broke it out, Gio. So first of all, thank you. That's very generous. And and second, there's a lot to touch on here. I will save a lot of these comments for uh, when we get to the core conversation because you touched on a lot of the things I wanted to talk about in that No, comment. it's great stuff. I don't think it's a comic issue. It's a superhero is issue, but we'll talk about it in a sec. Yeah, for sure. And then final super chat for the moment. Okay. Uh, was it Ladez? Ladez. Yes. The day. The day. Uh, Dan manifested an oxen free two delay. I did. You know, actually, he talked to me about this mm -hmm. privately. Um, and he said he was actually so excited and he had changed his mind after delving back into oxen free that he just wanted more time to kind of marinate and relish the hype for oxen free two. Dan, Dan is going to have a playthrough of oxen free two for you when it comes out. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be a good sure. time. And he's just super excited about its release. All true. That's right. Yep. 100 percent true. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, believe, I believe the message I sent was delay it till 3023. I don't care. <laughs> he might have you know? said that. <laughs> yeah, that, that might have been me. I know. did uh DM him yeah. right away or this group when uh when I saw the delay, I figured Dan yeah. would be heartbroken, which he was. So. I think I tweeted out, you know, what not angsty enough 
you know, that's, you know, you got to go back in there and oxen free yeah. is not a terror. Dan, I can show you some angsty indie adventure <laughs> games, man. Oh, oxen free is not where I would send you for oh. the top level indie, indie game angst. I don't care about people's relationships. Punch them in the face. <laughs> that's what I want to say. Oh, wow. You know, I don't. Isn't care. punching in the face a relationship, though? It's, yeah, it's in Alabama or something. It's I mean, I kind of relate. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alabama chat fans. Yeah. Alabama. Or, or, or Alabama contingent. That was Bomber is in Alabama. I will point out. Yeah, Thank you. Sir. Same for the wall. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oxen Move. free. Still one of the best dialogue system solutions for adventure games in history. Check it out. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure, you should play the game. And as always, I'm going to go ahead I and move on. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> a potion. Now, guys, cool. what we're currently playing, not oxen free, please. Uh, what we are currently playing. So give me something that you're currently playing that you've been enjoying. Go. I love Return to Monkey Island. Nice. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so cool to see a sequel like that coming out um, at this point in time and people really enjoying it. Got very high reviews, too. It's Monkey Island. Yeah, like it, it's not like hollow, skin-suited shell of Monkey Island. It's Monkey Island. Same creator. It's the maverick of Adventure Game Returns. It's yeah, I mean, it, it's Ron Gilbert. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, yeah. How I, appropriate. You know, park you fight isn't like great. a cow. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Have you? I, I don't. I, I haven't touched it. So, is it about the same length? Have you finished it? Like. Haven't finished it. Uh, okay. I recently got to chapter two, actually, at about, I don't know, five hours. Okay. Um, so nice. I'm best, I'm guessing same-ish length, but good, good, not short, uh, good, goodly lengthy. Um, and uh, maybe a little, that, sure. a, maybe a little lighter on the puzzling uh, because yep. people can't stand it in the modern age. Uh, but it doesn't, does still have puzzles. They didn't telltale games it. Okay. Uh, so. All right, cool. Delightful. It is It is funny. Travis is constantly talking about comedy and games. Monkey Island is witty yep. as heck. You can bet I'm, I'm going to love Monkey Island. I have had to live vicariously through my boss, Ryan McCaffrey, who did the review on this and has been has had it okay. for a while now. I assume, I assume beat it and finished the review. So uh, good. But yeah, it's Excellent got, on Steam it's Deck. My, it's it's, it's on my list, life. man. I mean, li like you said, like comedy games oh oh we need more of them so yeah i have yeah. laughed out loud multiple times nice multiple well, i times. have the hoag lol the hoag lol <laughs> yeah god. oh my god <laughs> i have uh I have shirt two, now i have two flights in the next month so uh maybe i'll put it on steam deck and enjoy that on the plane. yeah disregard the question mark fully functional on steam deck they just haven't okay. tested it yet Cool. Sometimes I just take the plunge. I'm like, oh, I'll play it on my computer if it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so it works fine on Steam Deck. Fully recommended. Highest marks from me. Excellent week of video games because I played Return to Monkey Island and Dio Field, but I'll let somebody else go first before I talk oh, about Dio Field. Dio Field. I need to play that too. Oh, Grounded <laughs> is my life right now. I say go ahead, Hogue, because I am living yeah. in uh, live service mode. So I've literally played nothing but Halo, Apex, and Modern Warfare 2. Uh, so I can't really add anything to the conversation you haven't heard me say before. So please think, go ahead. I think people I, have come and, and said to me, because one of the things I say a lot, and I think I've said it here a lot, is I miss the PlayStation 2 era of people throwing crap at a wall 
and seeing what works and getting that level of variety and having that level of fun. Yeah. Uh, Dio Field Chronicle, I believe, as I described it to my brother while we were chatting um, and, and playing games, uh, I said, is this PlayStation 2 of a game as I can recall? Um, <laughs> in that it is like, oh, this is Square. And it's been like, I wonder if we kind of did a Baldur's Gate real time with pause action thing as the strategy component of one of our normal kind of politics games and how that would go. And the answer is, is it goes freaking great. Um, now they've done a lot of quality of life things in there to make it work. Um, and once you get going, you can zip through these things. It's flashy. You can call it Bahamut as much as you want, basically. Uh, and he always is a, is a good time for a good time called Bahamut. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the only thing I would say is it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not getting the Final Fantasy 16 money. Uh, it, it is not getting the, the Square Enix maximum bucks. Uh, yeah. But as soon as you turn on performance mode, which I couldn't recommend more, it's a flat 60 in, in almost all instances. What are you playing it on? Uh, PlayStation 5. Okay. Um, I'm playing it on my PlayStation. I, it's, just, it's just a mental thing, uh, right, in terms of where you play things. But it's like, no, I'm, I play it on it's, Square Enix games mostly belong on the PlayStation. I, it's just my head. Um, <laughs> they so, believe that too, so it's fine. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just how my head works. The, the JRPGs go on the PlayStation. It feels wrong with the Xbox controller. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's a me thing, not a you thing. Uh, but uh, Deal Field Chronicle, I would describe as when you first start playing it, I actually was like, mm, I'm not sure if this is going to work because it's it takes a while to get used to. It's kind of a new control scheme, which is that fun of PlayStation 2 era where it's like, we don't quite know what we're doing, so roll with us. Um, and as you get further into it, you're like, oh, I okay, I get how this works. And you're, you know, you're, you're moving people around and flanking patterns and getting them out of uh, danger zones and, and figuring out how to use their skills uh, together. Um, and it's, uh, it's hero based, right? So it's like four people at a time. It's not a thousand, but it's closest to a real time strategy game um, in terms of how it feels with a controller focused control mechanism. Uh, the plot. I can tell you that it borrows liberally at the start in terms of the political situation from Valkyrie. If you're familiar, Val, not Valkyrie, Valkyria uh, Chronicles, which mm. isn't, isn't at all difficult to, to remember, uh, but uh, it has the same kind of concept. You're a small nation. You've got the resource. Two big nations want, uh, and you're dealing with that. Um, you run a uh, mercenary group, um, and so it is far more focused on uh, military strategy than character stuff. So if you're thinking of Valkyria Chronicles and you're thinking about, oh, I love that cutscene that's 18 minutes long where they talk about baking bread which admittedly is good stuff. Um, that's not in this. This is a lot closer to an ace combat kind of approach. You've got a lot of story going on with hugely long like briefing sequences as to how you're going to break into this prison or what you're, what you're going to do here with giant holographic arrows and that kind of thing. Very much focused on the, the war of it all. Um, but it is, it is exactly my cup of tea. I anticipate that it'll wind up getting like sevens in the odd eight. Uh, for me, it's a, it's the kind of it's a kind of ten. I I, I love it. Uh, it makes me happy. Uh, it is new and different. Uh, it performs well on the on the console, and uh, I, I think I like it better than Triangle Strategy. Which wow, is not you were pretty big on that too. I like Triangle Strategy a lot. Yeah. So that that should give you kind of the, the context there. Very cool, man. I didn't, uh, you're exactly right. I know we talked about this briefly in DMs, but yeah, it's getting about sevens. It, it only had a few reviews. What uh, I would expect. At, 
at launch. So uh, I know Travis, we joked that, you know, probably the IGNs of the world, the, the big outlets probably got their copies, but otherwise, you know, cause I did talk to two other outlets who said they didn't get any PR about it at all. I mean, literally nothing. So well, I know you said that DM, you sent that yeah. DM and I, I had just read a Twitter from somebody that it was, that actually says it's like my first North American release and I'm in charge of the PR. And then you sent the DM like at the same time. I was like, <laughs> I wonder if it's going all right. Oh man. Uh, Cause I feel bad, you know, especially new jobs. I mean like that stuff is tough. Um, and uh, I do feel like deal field went under the radar. I don't know that I would have translated it as deal field. I think that's like a, it just strikes me as weird. I'm totally into JRPGs and whatnot. And it's like, that title is tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it's great. It's great. Now, they do do one thing that I don't like um, in terms of presentation, and that is Geralt is the main narrator. Uh, and he's the ah, main narrator of, like, roughly awful. half of my fantasy-based games. Um, nice. So, you know, he, he's the narrator yep. of Spellforce 3. He's the narrator of the the rat Demon Souls that I can't remember. The, like, Yeah, the, yeah. I love that Tale game. Of, I reviewed Iron, it. Yeah. It's a very um, good game. But a he's tale of, a tale of iron or something. Yeah, like it's that. like iron tail. Tail iron. Yeah, you, you probably got it. I think it's tale of iron. Yeah. Anyway, I, love that game, man. I, I don't have a problem with him. I like him, but he's Geralt of Rivia. I you can't you, it, we got the Nolan North issue here, which is like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> nice to hear from you, Troy Baker. But it, it but it's he does the he does the early stuff and he's not quite doing Geralt. He's trying to be a little bit more regal and it's like, oh you just you're Geralt. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, Cockle um, is his name. Uh, something Cockle. I follow well, him. Well, more power to him for getting yeah. work. I don't want to take that away from anybody. But it's like, yeah, okay, fantasy game. Because I just played Spellforce 3. It's like, he's the narrator of that. It's like, okay. You can have other fantasy narrators. It is okay. Yeah. yeah. Doubt it. <laughs> you go with the safe play. I mean, I know how these decisions are made. But yeah. it's like, yeah, you, differentiation is important too. Yeah. I heard, Troy Baker, I heard Troy I'm Baker's going to do the, the second one. So What was I just playing where it was Troy Baker and I was like, Jesus. Everything? <laughs> Any hey, other look, game, basically. Yeah, pretty much anything else. If we want diversity, I have been available this whole time. I'm just wondering what it was, though. Was it, is, he, is he in Shipbreaker? I don't know. I don't think he's in Shipbreaker. Hey, he was, it was something where I wasn't expecting him. I was like, oh, come on. Travis is having little conversations with himself over there. I really do think you're like delirious for black and sleep right now. I can't feel my arms. I don't know if that's a good one. <laughs> anyway, between Dio Field and Monkey Island and Splatfest weekend, we've been having a grand time in Hogue House. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I uh I'll play a murder victim. Maybe a <laughs> a clerk. I don't know. What do I have the voice of? <laughs> Clerk, you nailed it. I think you're good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Halo and Apex Legends. Uh, just like I said, I, it's where I live, the competitive space. And uh, this weekend right now actually is uh, the Halo Championship Series in Orlando. Sarko in the chat is actually there in the, in the building. But it's the last major tournament of the year before the full-on World Championship in Seattle next month. So, uh, it, you know, for Halo fans, it's a big weekend. So um, nice. checking that out. I like Dan, Travis is getting 30 second naps when he turns off his camera. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's his allergies again. It is my allergies again. You <laughs> guessed correct. <laughs> I'm saving um, you Dan, guys all the visual of me blowing my nose. <laughs> my... Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. Dan, you, you playing anything good or are you kind of in the usual space like me playing the regulars? Yeah, it's just probably the regular stuff. yeah it's, I haven't really been here. So I, I literally got home oh, yesterday. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I put on Hitman. 
and did the elusive target, turned it off, and then I went to sleep. So you spent <laughs> you spent the last two weeks driving around the world, yeah, being a real hitman. Oh man, being we have a real human, a real human. We no, got more hitman. Hitman. Slime He's Rancher crazy. Two is out. Uh, we've yes. enjoyed Slime Rancher Two. Uh, it's in early access or game. I might be reviewing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Let, let me know Late. if you need any. If you want to add any of my girls into that uh, into that review, I'm sure they'd be happy to give their thoughts. They have a lot of thoughts about plorts. Um, I, I'm happy to receive them. All right. <laughs> uh, so that came out. Um, yeah, we we just been having tons of fun. It's been a good week. It, it has been a good week. Really Hearts Bit Shipbreaker is fantastic. If you haven't played that, it is great. I've seen people talking about it. Yeah, which one? Which one? Hard Space Shipbreaker. Great name, marketing <laughs> team. I, I get it mixed up. I occasionally say, you know, Hardship Space Breaker. It's like you just, it just, mm. you just put it in different orders. Uh, it had one of my favorite things in a video game, which is that it had a complete fake end user license agreement for you to enter into to join the corporation before taking on a billion dollars of debt. Beautiful. And I definitely read the sections of it. Um, it's long. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, but it has some great things about how the you know the clones are theirs and not yours. And if your brain breaks in the cloning process, uh, they take possession of your body and they don't have to inform your family. All good stuff. Uh, Let's see in a that, uh, episode about the like the just breaking the down the end user license agreement, the, the viability one. of that end yeah. user license agreement. If it could, I'll go invite one of the developers on. I could get, send me your writer. We'll talk about it. <laughs> cool, man. So yeah, you've been uh, you guys have been in heaven then. A lot of big games. I know you've been waiting on Slime Rancher too for the girls. Um, Splatoon's out. It's been a good a good couple weeks, I guess. Oh yeah, guys. we're splatooning it. My daughter oh. is actually most in favor. I think she loves all the aspects of Splatoon, but I see her continuing to go back to the card game. If you didn't <laughs> nice. know, they have a card game within Splatoon three now. Um, so she Dan, Dreamlight Dream too. Dreamlight still sorry? playing. Dreamlight Valley. Oh, Dreamlight Valley. I just played. I was just playing last night. As a matter of fact, nice. it crashed on me. So you know, we're we're, yeah, we're got, Dreamlight Valley. The <laughs> there you go. Oh, what was it? It was one of the. It, yeah, it just was like nah. It's like yeah, I'm trying to finish my Pixar fest. Uh, before oh I yeah that's a grind it is a grind it's such a it's such a uh so i will say people comment on saying that like that feels like a mobile game a little bit and the, the one thing that does is it's like yeah go mine topaz it's in one area and uh you know whatever go go hit your percentages <laughs> go, go I, walk I mine around like in a circle minutes. and yeah no, hit i'm them good all and i'm good wait till they respond yeah. no topaz at all well that's the extra stuff it's like the, not the main game yeah I that's the so. season pass stuff and that's also I mean, it's for friendship. You're mining it's, friendship. It is. It's fun. You're, you're, you're going to look for Topaz with Scrooge. You're having a blast. Mining um, friendship. Okay. That's how, that, that should yeah, be their uh, tagline. That's why I'm on the show, Ains. I'm mining, mining friendship, friendship with you three and all of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, here you go, Travis. Listeners Mrs. like Hoglaw. you. Mrs. Hoglaw is talking about a conversation that actually ha happened in Hogue House, which is that the older daughter tried to convince the younger daughter with Slime Rancher 2 that we needed to focus on the slimes that actually make us money to make our ranch work and not just she, the cute ones. She's going to lose was, that battle. The whole conversation. Cute always <laughs> wins. She's a, cute always wins over money when it comes well, to... Well, they've added animals. They've added, they got mm. all sorts of stuff in the new one. Cool. Yeah, they got to get those ports. There was a lot of people I know that were looking forward to it, like when uh, whatever day that was, Wednesday, or whenever it was supposed to come out, Slime Rancher 2. I saw a lot of tweets like, where is it? Why is it not on Game Pass yet? And like, people were waiting for it. There is so. it. But they didn't even put up a placeholder. Like, it's I, I can, I can, it's fine if I know that you're like not, 
like completely ignoring the thing, which is uh, it was a little bit rare to show up in the morning and be like, yeah, it yeah, doesn't even know there is a slime rancher too. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's go yeah, ahead and move. Reviews, by the way. So that was Hoag House plays video games as a segment. Yeah, pretty much. Ho- Ho- <laughs> yeah, I think we're an game. hour in and we just got past uh, what are you playing? I think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, we had so. other topics. Um, so we'll move to the main topic today, which is around superhero games. So we had this week the announcement finally, which has been long rumored from EA and Motive in particular as a developer, that they're making an Iron Man game. Uh, this followed on the back of a week prior. We know that uh, Skydance, Amy Hennig's new studio, is working on a Black Panther slash Captain America game. And we, of course, have several other games in development. So we have Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine from Insomniac. We've got Suicide Squad from Rocksteady. We've got Gotham Knights coming out later this year. We've got Midnight Suns coming out later this year. We've got Wonder Woman in development for Monolith and WB Games as well. Uh, and, and a few other kind of smaller ones. There's RoboCop and a bunch of other ones I look through. But I guess the question I want to po- pose to you guys is it's funny because even Travis and Hogue, even before you guys joined BigCast, like I remember two to three years ago when Dan and I were actually talking with Bert at the time, we were seeing, you know, the Hollywood explosion of the superhero genre had come, right? And, and tens of billions of dollars and what have you of uh, or more than that trillions of dollars uh being made for um you know the superhero movies and we've seen kind of what's happened in hollywood and even you know some actors come out and say there's too many of them uh, you know too much of a focus on it what have you and we said at the time years ago on big cast that this would eventually come to the gaming community that spider-man had hit right on playstation 4 it was a huge hit it's their best-selling playstation 4 first party game even more than god of war um and it uh, continues to sell well it just it was number it was in the top 10 on steam last week uh with the pc launch and <clears throat> so it's been a few years now obviously game development is a longer tail and it is uh we're starting to see this now so i just ran through a bunch of the titles these are big studios man rocksteady obviously got famous for batman funny enough um but they've been working on suicide squad for years insomniac is a you know fantastic first party under playstation wb games again ea and motive so All of these uh, kind of AAA talent and studios working on superhero games. And I guess the question I want to see posed to you guys is, are you excited about this? Does this like, does this, were you a big fan of the movies? And therefore, if you are, this probably excites you and the the potential for these licenses in gaming. But um, I think there's also the other side of the coin where I tend to fall. And it sounds like uh, going back to Gecko Gamers Super Chat around, you know, I, I really enjoyed when video games were their own thing and we saw new stories and new IPs and new characters rather than pulling from just licenses. And licensed games have a funny history in the gaming community to begin with, right, in the gaming industry. Typically, they weren't very good and, you know, they were just kind of capitalizing on the IP. Whereas what we're talking about now is seems like, anyway, on the surface, a much bigger focus, much more development money, much better talent working on these big budget uh, comic-based games. So... What are you guys' thoughts on this? Do you think this is a, a good thing, bad thing, indifferent to it? Uh, are you a wait and see, or do you think we're going to see more of this as time goes on? What do you think? Probably, probably we'll see more of it. Um, I so I'm one of the people where I'm a fan of the movies and also not a fan of of it okay. it infecting all the video game. Like the movies are good, but I I tend to not like when video games parrot Hollywood, which they often do. You see some video games trying to basically be movies in a lot of ways, and that's not a knock on you know walking simulators or games that have really long cutscenes. I think that's all cool. I just think that games are 
their own medium. They can do stuff that movies can't do. They're better than movies, in my opinion. And so why why would you why would you feel like you have to chase after, uh, you know, a dinosaur, uh, which the movie industry certainly is at this point. Uh, so yeah, I I, uh, I I'm not a huge fan of it. That said, I don't really think it's that big of a deal right now. I I think there have always been lots of licensed games, and even mm-hmm. though they're better now and being made by bigger studios, is not that big of a deal. We still have the Fast and Furious Crossroads and many other to show that licensed games can still be awful. Um, and well, they're uh, trying to match the movies, so it works. How dare you? How dare you, sir? How dare laid you, sir? Played that right. Up. Um, I know you just that was but, a T. Yeah. Well. We have to have some drama here. I was told that our demographic really wants that. So I, I laid God that help me if I could have a um, show without drama. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm not, I think on this one, probably the invisible hand of the market is going to do its job. If, if people like it and buy the games, they'll probably make more of them. And I, I assume some of them will not work out and people won't play them, but every once in a while you get a licensed game that crushes it. Guardians of the galaxy last year fantastic game licensed game did not think it was going to be good and it was so uh i'm sure I, it'll work itself out i'm not super worried about it i'm not the biggest fan of it but i don't think it's the, the end of the world right now well i think okay. it's useful to note that one of the issues that prior licensed games in other eras had was that they would like copy the beats of the movie and i was never interested in doing that um doing the exact same thing you talk about guardians being great guardians is notably even though inspired clearly by the marvel successes notably not the Marvel Guardians True. doing the True. Marvel plot. And there are actually differences in both background and characterization uh, that was super fun. And honestly, after I was finished with Guardians last year, I was like, those are the better Guardians. <laughs> that is that is a better Guardians group than is in the MCU. Um, but yeah, they sold off the MCU. I don't think it's a problem because honestly, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be evaluated separately. Um, you know, if, if, if one of these is bad, they'll be evaluated as a bad game. If, if they're good, they'll be evaluated as a good game. I have to be honest. I, I don't love the saturation in movies either. And this is saying, this is from someone who loved the, the first 10 years of the MCU, give or take, there were better movies and worse movies. Um, but that is completely over, like only ever having superhero movies be tent poles. Um, that once again, remembers whatever the equivalent of the PlayStation two era is in movies and likes that a little bit better. I personally think even though it's a 30 year old reboot, one of the reasons Maverick was such a success is that it's not a superhero movie. And you look at it against Thor and Thor wasn't much of a success. Cause like, yeah, all right. Talk to me when you've got an actual plot together for your movies. <laughs> um, and, and we'll get back to it. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that to me, but I would very much like to move away from saturation. And if there's a risk profile here, it's that, they all are successful and that everything gets swamped by Spider-Man and Wolverine and uh, things. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that the Suicide Squad is not going to do the numbers that Rocksteady is hoping for. And so at least maybe we'll get a little bit of backstopping on. You have to pick your licenses, folks. You really do. So it's funny because I think, uh, would it be fair to say or no that you mentioned that uh, if they're successful, we'll get a swamping, you know, swamping in of it. Is it fair to look at Insomniac and say on a microcosm level that that's happened with the studio, right? So Spider-Man was probably a far bigger success than they realized it would be. I'm sure they knew it would be big, but obviously it's this tremendous success now, right? You're talking about 20, 25 plus million copies sold. And now, it's that high? Oh, it's the, la- it's the last I heard is 14 or 15, but I guess that's not the PC. Oh, it's 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 up there. Yeah, take a look. It's it's wild. It's the number one selling PlayStation 4 first party game. Um, so it's it, anyway. But uh, you know, so obviously now they're focused, right? They're supposedly Insomniac's working on three projects, but clearly 
the bulk of their development is Spider-Man 2 and now going to be Wolverine, right? So it seems like already... Wolverine and Ratchet, right? I mean, like they're, fran they're a franchise studio. I can't imagine they're not working on another Ratchet. That, that could be true too, but they're smallest team probably of the three, right? So which... Which is kind of kind of my point. So you've taken this developer who makes fantastic games, fantastic studio, and now their focus is superhero games. Um, and that's what the next several years is what we're looking at. Well, they I think sometimes you do you I'm do just ask it. I'm I'm just asking questions. Some sometimes you do one for the money and one for the for the art, right? You do you can do multiple things, and I think some a lot of studios have a cash cow now, something that they have they know they have to do to make money, and then they, mm -hmm. after they make money, then they spend their their money on on funding creative projects that are bigger risks. And but they're not. That, well, yeah, so, Insomniac's not. One, they're yeah, not in charge. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's they sold their true. charge. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there there's always the risk that they're going to be told what to make, but uh, that that that's more to do with the fact that they got acquired than. Well, sure. Sunset Overdrive and Fuse put them in a bad state. Like, I mean, they were already, they had already touched the wire and gotten shocked and then gone back to Ratchet um, and then got the Spider-Man approval and then they knocked it out of the park. I don't think that it's Spider-Man for the money. Spider-Man 2 could be or Wolverine could be. Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales shows a real love of that. I think that's why those games work um, because you could feel when Activision was churning out Spider-Man games sometimes and be like, yeah. That's the contract said that one had to go out then, um, <laughs> yeah. and and you could, and that doesn't happen with in, with Spider Man twenty eighteen or Miles Morales. Um, so true, one hopes that that will continue. Yeah, true. I, I guess the the fear there is that you know the studios are their people, and now there's a whole bunch of people who want to work for Insomniac because they want to make Spider Man games in the that same way. Also that, true. Yeah. The same way that people moved to Bungie because they want to make you know Destiny and not because they want to make new games at Bungie. And so there's some studios and some talent that, you know, you know what you're getting and, and they're going to hire to build the things that they want to build. But, you know, losing your identity is one thing, but the, the people are still there. Right. And they can go and work for a different company or they can build something 100%. else new if, if they have the wherewithal to do it. So I just, I think it's too fluid. It's not like we're taking all these talented people or putting them in a cage and going, you must make Spider-Man. The, 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 the crowds demand blood. You know, it's not, it's just, <laughs> You make what you want, and if it's not working for you, if, if Insomniac is now the Spider-Man studio and you're not about that, you can you can go and work somewhere else. But sure, and you saw that with Activision. Video. You saw yeah. you saw Exoduses from the, when they went all Call of Duty. I mean, you see that all yep. the time. To me, honestly, Insomniac is the least of our worries. Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine, the least of our worries. I have no faith in Motive at all. I don't know when everybody decided Motive was a good studio. I'm sorry <laughs> if you worked at Motive, folks. I'm not saying you are a bad studio. I'm saying you have proven nothing to me at this point so good luck on dead space good luck on iron man i have no reason to think that i should be excited for those projects yet look maybe they're not good but they're motivated it's I, i'm not oh my god the difference here is sleep, not dude the, the difference is not that company is crap i i motive has done nothing to impress me so far and it's like get excited for dead space get excited for iron man no ea i, I I'll, I'll meet you when you show me some stuff i guess uh but no. So that was a surprise to me to see it was motive again. It's like, what? They're like, that's the company EA is using to make Under their EA. stuff. It was kind of funny to see so many people uh, tweet out that uh, they better be using the flight mechanics from Anthem, too, which was kind of funny to think about. Anthem always comes right. back up somehow. I think it's because you're part can. of the algorithm. <laughs> you're right, Travis. Say it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all I was saying is I can't, they can't. I don't think it can't be a frostbite game. They're not going back to that well. Not motive. 
Well, the good news is, is that DICE is making a new Battlefield game, so I'm sure they'll nail this one. Um, that's all. <laughs> that's it, a whole it, topic. What, you got it once bitten, twice shy, four times bitten, five times as shy? I don't know. Yeah, I, we need a new song. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I know... Um, so I'm going to pose to uh, to you here because we did talk about this a few years ago yeah. uh, and we started to talk about what this could look like. And I know you also you are a Spider-Man stand. You adore Spider-Man. You love the comic stuff. Does What do you think about this? Are you excited about this? Are you cautious? Do you care? Here's the thing that, you know, we constantly get horror games, Souls-like games, roguelites and stuff like that. I mean, we and it just pours in constantly. And this is just another one of those genres that, you know, I wish there were more of, but there isn't, you know, I mean, there's only a certain amount of licenses and there's only a certain amount of, you know, studios and the crossover is probably pretty small. As far as Insomniac goes, we don't know. They could have a team that's working on something like Grounded and we have no clue, you know, right now what they're working on. They, they could have you taken want all that stuff. Sony, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's I mean, true. That's, Ratchet, that's, Ratchet and Clank. Right, that's what I mean. Right, yeah, they could be. Have, they could have a whole studio that's working on that part of it. I mean, there's what they said. There's twenty something or whatever games they've got working <laughs> live service games. I don't know. You know, it's not 10. my cup of tea. It's ten that are currently 12. in active development. Thirty, forty, yeah. 40? yeah no, like no, that. not that many. Okay. <laughs> ten. I don't know. I don't pay attention to numbers. Regardless, <laughs> I love I love comic books. <clears throat> I am. I'm, I'm, I've reached that point where I'm okay turning my brain off. I don't need. You know, I, I do appreciate games like, like Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. They didn't follow strictly the MCU movies, right? So No, not at all. Yeah, I, I, not, yeah it, it, that's fantastic. You can do so much. <clears throat> that's one of the benefits of these uh, licenses. You're pretty much, you know, assuming that you get the approval from, you know, Disney or, you know, WB or whoever owns the IPs. <laughs> Disney you know. or Disney or Disney. Or Disney Maybe yeah, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can do pretty much whatever you want with them. You know, and and I think there there's there is a potential to you know kind of oversaturate it a little bit, but you know as long as you keep putting out good games, that's all I care about. That's all I've ever yeah. cared about. You know, and and Spider Man, Miles Morales were two of my favorite games, probably of uh, last slash this. They're very my... very good. Oh, they're so good, and they're they're well written. They're they're fun to play. Yep. Right. They're, that's yep. that's the biggest thing for me is they're 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 not, you know games where where they're you're you're struggling to do certain things you know it's just fun and it's 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 yep. it's it's a lighthearted take on all the seriousness and 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 all the you know i don't know it just it just seems bland sometimes when you, yeah. when you get some of these licensed games and um so i i'm excited for wolverine i'm excited for pretty much all these that you've mentioned yeah. um <clears throat> maybe I don't know. I can't I, be excited about Wolverine until I understand what game, what type of true, game it is. True. Yeah. I just love he's yeah, one of my no favorite idea. characters. He's one of the few it's a dating that I would be excited for. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm like, I'm not excited for Iron Man until they show me something. I'm definitely not excited for trailer of Black Panther and Captain America. That's not a that game. Did nothing so, you know, I'm, I, you're going to have to show me something all around. But I mean, I, that's the way I am. See, the one thing I disagree with you on, Dan, is that um, you say that like roguelike, you, you use like video game genres, roguelikes and souls likes and things like that. Um, that's not the same as comics, which is a theme, specifically superhero comics, because we have no shortage of third person action adventures, open world or linear. So like that is covered, regardless of whether you're using licensed characters or not. Um, so that's the sure. only thing I would say there. And in terms of Geo's comments, I would say if there's going to be saturation as a problem, it is. You are right. It is superheroes. It is not comics. Right. Like Sandman was still enthralling to me. 
and I didn't even think of it as a comic, uh, really, sure. while I'm watching it. It is not the same kind of Well, it's kind of like Wolf Among Us is a comic. There you go. Um, yeah. You know, another example, and I'm pumped about Wolf Among Us, too. And I think a few people I know have commented, and I kind of got the same thing when I was talking to some others, is, you know, they're... We often think when we say comic to your exact point, Hogue, we think of the Iron Mans, the Supermans, the Spider-Mans. In reality, there is a vast world of comics, quote, to pull from, right? With all kinds of different characters, dark stories, lighthearted stories, everything. So that was actually the next point I was going to make, which is I really hope that, and this goes back to the money aspect, right? Like Spider-Man as an IP and Batman as an IP are gigantic. Right. I mean, they're, they they just dominate uh, SEO and all, all number of other things. And they make tons of money. So that's why those games are always so focused on. Right. Whereas I really hope we start to see some of the more maybe single A or B characters from comics and stories from comics, because I think there's a lot of opportunity there. But then we get back to the question of are these big studios that we're referring to or the level of investment you need for a triple A kind of experience? going to happen to smaller ips that are lesser known do they think you know will publishers be willing to take that risk knowing that you can't say it's spider-man which is going to sell instantly probably not i, yeah, I don't I know but i mean I'm, I'm all in for the swamp thing ad adventure game i you know what what let you know let's do it you are um, swamp thing not sold on iron man not sold on iron, iron man but swamp thing swamp yeah. thing dating well, would actually be i'm a not idea. sold on motive I don't know. I don't know how else to say this. Um, so, you know, then they can impress. Right. I, I just I, I can't get excited about them yet. Um, yeah. So that's basically where we're at. And do I think we could be get, getting saturated? Yes. But I mean, do we think Gotham Knights is going to blow the roof off? No. But so, that's kind of my point. Like just mentally. Yeah. Sorry, Dan, but mentally think of the difference in the community as how do people think of Gotham Knights versus if it was an Arkham game with Batman. And that's kind of that's kind of what I'm referencing, right? Is that Batman draws so much more level of attention as the Spider-Man and a few others, whereas Gotham Knights were like, yeah, there are. But I, I think a lot of people were in conceptually for Gotham Knights until they showed the. Thing. Well, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother yeah. discussion. Yeah. There's that, yeah. but I also think that like just because you have an IP doesn't mean you're gonna sell well. I think because you have an IP, people are gonna judge your game even more harshly if it doesn't meet their imaginary expectations Agreed. based on what that type of game is supposed to be. And you see that it comes back to bite a lot of companies. I mean, we still Square don't have Enix. a good Superman game. Yeah. Square Enix, every press release, right? Guardians of the Galaxy, my number one game of the year, much beloved by those that give it a chance. You still have Square Enix is like, oh, we didn't sell enough of that, did we? Okay. Exactly. I mean, maybe we don't set our expectations at 20. Although they say that about every single game. So they do. Just they do. Really yeah. do. Yeah. Their yeah, motto is right. we wish we would have sold more. That's clear. <laughs> so so it didn't hit our 15 million internals. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're better. Maybe that's something setting. to look at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe you, you it's funny you say that, Travis, because uh, this is a sidetrack. But I was watching HDS, the Halo Championship Series, and one of the coaches said, um, we couldn't identify any weaknesses. And one of the players, like the old pro players, was like, then your weakness is being able to identify your weaknesses. Correct. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you have right. some, you know? Yeah. Anyway, Dan, a... I'm so... sorry. Sorry. I was going to say every Square Enix press release is we undersold our product, and every Nintendo press release is we sued somebody for infringing our <laughs> trademark. That is that is the press. If you're on the, the beat, the journalism True. beat, you get those emails weekly. So it's very fun. <laughs>
You're not lying. Dan, I'm sorry. I cut you off a few minutes ago. No, you're fine. There's just going to be, I know that, you know, to your point of, you know, the, the B list guys, you know, like yeah. I'm a humongous fan of Lobo from DC. Yeah. Really that's, you know, and I think he would be really lends himself to a good game. What that game is. I have no idea. We've gray, got gray guy, black, long hair. Yeah, that's yeah, all I got. Right. Is that him? Yeah, it's Lobo. That's him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's looks like a, looks like a metal character. rocker from the eighties. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's what in my head, like a, a like a, like a, from inside out, the, the the memory ball comes up and it's like like kind of black and white dude with yeah. rocker hair. <laughs> right, but, but then you know, I mean, but you're also right you're you're right, Hoke. Like the genre thing is 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 a huge component of it too because I have like Midnight Suns is coming, right? It, it doesn't yeah. look like anything <laughs> to me. It's like, a card like I'm game. Go, right. I'm going to be, game. I'm going to look at it. I'm like, man, I really want to play this. But like, I love Marvel Ultimate Alliance too. So it's, yeah. it's, there, there's, there's, you know, I'm more of the, I guess the action-y kind of, you know, beat them up kind of thing. You know, that's, that's more my zone. I'm, I don't know what Midnight Suns is going to be. I'll probably check it out. Or, I do. you know, wait for I'm convinced else Take-Two has no idea what it is. Uh, yeah, that might be true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or at it, least their marketing team doesn't. Hundred percent. I, I I don't know, man. I think I think there's there's always all this potential. We have got, we've got there's so many, and this is you know, <clears throat> it was what struck me is like you know you 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 don't like those games, right? Oh, like that that follow the the story of the movie, or I'm the same way, which is, I think is why I hated Lego Star Wars. Um, it, it's just it's 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 no, I mean, it's, it's, wrong. No, it's, it, it's wrong, but it's, it's well it's, argued. That's a good point. No. It's, it's 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 but when you play it, it's it's like playing Star Wars, but you get less of it. Like they, they just they, they kind of take out parts. You get jokes. It, it's all jokes. It's oops yeah, all jokes. It's, you do get a lot of jokes. And in this one, I mean, if we're talking about Skywalker Saga, there's it's like ninety percent of the game is outside the movies. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, I, I would like to see some more of that too. You know, like we we got Jedi Fallen Order. I liked that game. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. But, but really, before stuff. that, it's it's not. There's not a whole lot, you know. You go back to like Revenge of the Sith on like, you know, the Xbox. Everyone, everyone still references Knights of the Re Old Republic, which is yeah, twenty cultural, years old, right? Completely Booyah. separate from everything, you know, that that was out at the time, as far as you know what most sure. of the people like, and it was amazing, you know, and, and it told a great story. So it, it's, man, I mean, there, that, there's so much. That's a very fair point. Yeah. It sounds to me like this is a gray area. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, and. um Pretty I'm much sure like all game development. That's what people really like fine. out of their podcasts. Well, at the end of this discussion, some of it's good, <laughs> some of it's bad. Probably get a little saturated. Maybe not get enough in some areas. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> Back to you. Yep. There you go. Sorry, I wish there were drama here, but it seems like it's all going fine. I don't know what to tell you guys. There's, there's this no is why you tune in every week. Here. <laughs> Midnight Suns is a good is a, I actually I think is an excellent we've got Gotham Knights we got Midnight Suns both doing weird things without their primary intellectual property sales point it'll be interesting to watch those games it's good news uh, in the I just play. hope Midnight Suns is good because if it's bad they're gonna say Midnight well, Suns will be good they're gonna say, well, it's because it was a card game, and I'm gonna go, no, don't do. You're this. probably, yeah. Well, they might dismiss I, I, it for being a card I, game. It might be good theory. Yeah, my theory, Hogue, is that that game is good, and that the publisher simply has no idea how to market it, and they're, they're doing exactly what Guardians of the Galaxy did. They're just like butchering the delivery of the game, and then when it gets here, we're gonna be like, oh, it was good. They just were bad at. No, I think it's got every shot of being a cult classic type game. I mean, I trust that design team. It's just that. 
I, the marketing, I agree with you entirely. It's like, we're going to sell it. Like you are going to have so many disappointed people with what you have elected to do with your trailers and your animation and things. And that's going to be reflected, not just in the populace, but at least in some reviewers, right? I don't, I probably not the big reviewers, but a lot of people count to Metacritic and open critic or wherever else you're finding numbers at this point in time. And there are folks that are looking at freaking animated Wolverine ripping guts out under the full moon and howling or whatever the hell they're doing in the animation. And they're going to, and then they're going to be play, play slash. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, what <laughs> didn't want board game. That's going to be the review. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I, and I think this is where Hogue, I will challenge you on a point you made earlier in the podcast and say this is where this is where the this is where the Dio field naming convention is a strength is a virtue not not a is a strength because you you name your product for the people who know you see a game called Dio field chronicle and you go oh I know what I'm getting when I buy this game and the people who don't get it they read the title and they go I have no idea what that is and they move on so you you make sure that you hit your target market with a weird name and the problem with yeah, go ahead. So I really, really, really like Dio Field, but it's hilarious because they, they named their areas like North Field, Central Field, South Field, West Field, East Field on the island of Dio Field, which is going to surprise you, but it's just it just means God Field, God Island. And and, and it's like, okay, um, but you're absolutely right. It's you, you, you throw the word chronicle, you're like, all right, it's Japanese. All right. For it's, sure. It's gonna, it, it's, you got that. And then you you put like a light map in the background with maybe some coloration. And it's like, okay, we, all right, we know. But I, much like Midnight Suns, as I hope it to be, Dio Field Chronicle feels to me exactly like in five <laughs> years when this, when four people are fired for trying to get this through Square Enix and Square Enix absolves itself of all responsibility for this game. In five years, there's going to be some video from some YouTuber that's going to be like, it's a cult classic, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that, this is the path if, of if, if, they would, if they would have just called the game Marvel Tactics and marketed it as a tactics game, actually, it would be not, a completely different wrong. story. It I would be such a different story. Yeah, I just... You mean anyway. Midnight Suns, not Dio Field Chronicles. Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. If they would have called it Marvel... <laughs> yeah, that would have been weird if Dio Field called it Marvel. Because you're, you're right. Like they're, they're, that would it's be, like they're that would trying be to sell this game as an action... To your guys' point, I completely agree with you. They're selling Every it like an action trailer. game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are literally people I've seen who don't even know it's a card game, which is a problem. And I think to Travis's point, if you would have just bought into the fact that it's a card game and make sure the damn game is good... Then yeah. you w- it would have had its own audience, and it the may still part get is that it's audience. It's not a card game, right? Yeah. This is what Take Two is really struggling with, which is that it is an XCOM game where they are very, where they're adding variables yeah, and randomness to, to the options that you have. So yeah. it's it's depicted as cards. It could have been depicted as anything, uh, but like the yeah. marketing department is like, guys, what are you, what? <laughs> what? So they went with sell it as. Dark on the streets, Wolverine, Captain America. <laughs> they love yellow. You love yellow. Let's fight some zombies. If you don't love yellow, you're gonna love yellow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everybody so, knows no, midnight I, sun is yellow. That's but it's gonna it. be good. Like that, the, the the design team behind that game is strong for making strategy games. It will be good. I think so many people are gonna be disappointed. Like this is the exact wrong way to market. Yeah. yeah. Uh let me get a couple comments real quick. So first of all, I got to give a big shout out to Mr. Bert Signs in the house. Bert, uh, Travis Hogue, you may not even know or remember. Bert's a good friend of mine in real life, but he is who I started the big cast with in 2017. So Ooh, the, oh, the original big cast were just me and Bert alone, not knowing what the hell we were Bert doing. Cast? 
<laughs> it was not. Bert. Probably would have been a better name than Big Cats, but we're just, we've moved on at this point. Uh, so shout out to Bert. Good morning, man. Um, and then I also want to get the super chat we got from Kern Grisdale. Yeah, man. Thank you for the, the dollar seventy nine pounds. Pounds, okay. I'd love a good, maybe even a great Superman game. I'd and settle I for good. Have you yeah, played the N sixty four? Well, I, I saved this one because um, it often comes up. Right, it always mm -hmm. comes up of why do we not have a good Superman game? Because Superman's one of the most popular superheroes, Superman like sucks. we were saying. And I, as a lot of people have said and kind of debated on, it's because they don't really know how to make a good Superman he game because you have to have the flying, and he's he's basically invincible and does everything. So you give uh, everybody kryptonite weapons. They found him at the yeah, bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, the game so I don't know why so that's bad. a hero. Yeah, he's not good. What? Yeah. He's the worst. He he's like the power. What? <laughs> Who cares? Superman? Superman? Don't make a Terrible. game. Whatever. Just leave him. He's, leave him alone. How is Superman a bad hero? He's the paladin of heroes. He's yeah. He's what? boring. He's what a boy scout. Yeah, he's a Boy it's Scout like, with no vulnerabilities. He's supposed to be a he's supposed to be a metaphor for I think immigrants, and it doesn't really work because he's like all powerful. Super white. Just, yeah, and, and yeah, super it's powerful. stupid. Yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> exactly. He, uh, I'm gonna um, I, first of all, I love this. So please carry on. Go. Second of please. all, I I do uh, kind of agree with Hogan that he is. He's the he's the brining uh brining what. Brining. Brining. That's oh, Aquaman. He, he's the bright, shining kind of example of what a superhero should be, right? He's the good guy. He's the defends everyone. He's the he's the that. I know it's kind of cliche, maybe, and kind of it's he's all things to everyone, but I mean he's interesting. He's your pally. Yeah. I think it says something about our society that we're so much more enamored with the traumatized vigilante. I also don't like that. Often I also murderer. don't like that. No, he's Peter the other Parker's end of the my boy. He's he's nice. He's interesting. Peter Parker. Peter Parker, you said, is better. Yeah. Spider Man yeah. is my favorite uh, of of the the, the storylines. Captain America is my favorite in the MCU, probably. You see, see that that is him. that's a better example. Captain America is the same type of character, but he's yes, interesting. He he's interesting. He's he's better than Superman. Well, you but you want to make a good Superman game? Developers, here you go. I know how to do it. Make oh, you're gonna license. solve this right now. I'm gonna solve go. it. Millions of dollars right here. He's giving it away. Make a, make a licensed The Boys game. You play as Homelander. It's a GTA-like sandbox game where you just murder people all day. Nope. Speaking of, I would opt in for a boys game. Give me a dark, R-rated boys no. game. Hard out. It'll sell. It's a great idea. There you go. Homelander. Hard out. Wow. <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, there's a lot of comments on this one. So Tao points out that Injustice does Superman very well. It's a little different type of game, obviously. Because they make um, him bad. That's the only way you well, make Superman interesting. <laughs> you make you make him a communist. You make him evil. That's the only way he's interesting. That's the oh, only oh, way. Yeah. Anyway, That's, sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. That's kind of where I was going. A couple other people yeah, said yeah. the same. So you're you're in the you're in that arena. <clears throat> so there you go. No, it's great, man. He's he's not good. You know what they did? You know when that Matrix uh, drop? <laughs> they, they, they actually put in, they, they, somebody modded in a, a Superman uh, with that new Matrix demo, that Unreal 5 engines thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that was probably as good as it was going to get. You know, no enemies, just flying around the city, uh, you know, running into stuff. It was, really, you know, it was very, very simple. But, I mean, that's all you really can do. You know, what are you going to have him do? Like, oh, there's some bank robbers. Oh, I'm coming down. Here I come. And then, like, you know, like just laser eyes him. And, you know, he's not that guy. You know, 
it's just, it's, he's overpowered and boring. That's basically what he is. And all of a sudden, everybody's got kryptonite. I mean, that's the only way you can gird the guy. I mean, it's, or, you know, black out the sun, I guess. It's just a guy. He's, he's the worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i would just uh i've seen this idea thrown around a bit to to get us back on topic maybe a little bit i really want to see a punisher game and a lot of people have recommended coalition for that and i'm in you you've sold me like i'm not big on comic games but give me a punisher game made by coalition i'm in nice gritty visceral let me kill some criminals i'm good and he's human he's just a guy how, how big is yeah. the punisher in this game I was gonna say, do we have to roadie run between waist high cover? Yeah, is he like this big square, square man with like way don't, too much meat? Don't on take him? this to gears. Don't do it. I'm wearing yeah. the very famous I love, and popular I love, I love gears, gears pop hat. See, honestly, I'd give Punisher to like Remedy. Remedy, exactly. That's what I was. That's super. That's supernatural, though. Punisher's not supernatural. No, no. What? what? No, most of Remedy. What? Forget control. Control is ass. Remedy is mostly Alan not Wake. supernatural. Max Payne. Oh, yeah, Max, Payne's, Max, Max Payne's, Payne's a good game. example. <laughs> but yeah. then give it to Rockstar, yeah. not Memory. Rockstar owns the IP, not the oh, developers. Oh, whoa. Part whoa, three. whoa. As, long as, it's, as long as it's the Come John on. Barenthal Punisher. Stop. You any? stop it right now. We'll I'm good. muting you. I'm muting yep. you. I don't stop even it. know what you're talking about. <laughs> the Netflix show, John Barenthal. John oh, Barenthal. No, I didn't watch any of the Netflix stuff past like Dirty Devil Season 1. Yeah, it's probably a good call. Yeah. I am I am famously a not a fan of John Bernthal's Punisher, which is why Dan's yeah. making fun of it right now. Yep. Yeah, that's what it's not. Uh, hashtag... played, the guy that plays Crossbones in the MCU should be the Punisher. Hashtag not my Punisher. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Who's the first right. Punisher? The, the the original Punisher movie. I like that guy. <sighs> uh, the one with John Travolta, John Travolta the... was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking Dolph, of that guy, um, that guy was good. No, 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 no. Dolph you're not advocating for John Krasinski as Punisher now. No, no, he's talking Aaron about Edward? um no <laughs> God Thomas Jane. Thank you guys. That guy, that guy, that guy was good. That guy was good. He should do it. Thomas Jane, excellent on the experience. Mm -hmm. Also funny on radio interviews because he, he was shows excellent up completely on the drunk. You're right. Expanse, great show. One of the funniest radio interviews I ever listened to going to work was Thomas Jane, clearly not ready for his interview and totally <laughs> wasted. Just so you guys know, nice. I was right. It was Dolph. From, no, Dol from, Dolph was the Punisher movie the like way Punisher. back when. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not, that's not, let's give credit where credit's due, man. Yeah. That's well, at least awesome. I've said, you know, I've said this a million times and I forget someone will know the actor from uh, Punisher Warzone, but I've said Punisher's supposed to be a big, intimidating oh, guy. Punisher like, Warzone sucks. Oh my God. That movie. Fantastic. I really is a nightmare. Underqualified to talk Punisher. Yeah. Do you like that movie actually? That movie's like, that movie's look at Ains's face. That movie's so bad. Is that the one with uh, Jigsaw or what's his? What's his, what's his <laughs> oh man, you made me break character by saying Jigsaw, but that was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, it, it's not a great movie, but it's it's great because it represented Punisher Warzone, which was a separate Punisher comic series because he just obliterates everything. Oh, it's I awesome. thought you were talking about the movie. I was about to be I like, am. Dude, that I movie. am talking about the movie, but it represents what was done in Punisher Wars on comics. It. Yeah. Whew. So anyway. So he's pretty uh, good in advance, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, there we go. There's our, our thoughts on comic-based games. We'll see how this continues to evolve, uh, you know, in the coming years. We'll see if all these big games that we mentioned that come out are good. We've got, like we said, the Iron Man, the Cap game, the 
the Black Panther game. We've got Wonder Woman. I mean, there's a lot of big names kind of IPs. We have coming, a Wonder so. Woman. Wonder Woman by Monolith, who made Shadow yeah. of Mordor. Oh, all right. Which I think I think is going to kick ass personally. Yeah, yeah. So we'll what, see. So Monolith's last game is no, Shadow of War. Is that right? Yeah, Mon Monolith makes exclusively right. like licensed games, so that's not even really a change. For and me. they're a talented studio. They've made they they've made some good stuff. So the Shadow so games they know how cool. to work with IPs, and they know how to tell original stories with existing IPs, which is which is cool. I wouldn't give so. Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War much credit on the story front. Shadow of well, it depends how much you've read of the Silmarillion, but there's a lot of good content in there if you are a, a, a Tolkien nerd, as I am want to be. I have read as I am want Silmarillion, to be. but I have to say, as Amazon is so aptly uh, giving us an example of, just having world-building tidbits is not a good story make. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I can get on board. Yeah, that. probably true. I mean, I, here's the thing. I've I've been liking the the Lord of the Rings things because it's me watching it, and then every ten minutes I get to pause it and go. So in the first days, and the uh, I just get to talk about. <laughs> I was actually just involved in a conversation yeah. like this as we flew into Numenor, and my daughter's like, "Why are you? Why why is this cool?" It's like, "All right, so let's talk about the Numenorians and I spin around yeah. in my chair, and, and it's like, okay, but like, yeah." I, I, that, Rings of Power isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It is also not a story, as best I can tell. <laughs> um, I'll give it more time. I'm really liking it so far. Okay. Yeah, Let's it's see. well. I keep saying we we'll have to see what it builds towards, but we are what five episodes in. I think um, it's building towards like the Last Alliance five years from now. Yeah, production <laughs> hey. value is insane. I will say it that. is insane. <clears throat> um, I, like I I not to keep us off topic, but the funny thing hey. is, I'm really I'm really liking the Friday like pg fantasy followed by yeah. the sunday r-rated fantasy with house of it's the great. dragon like i'm it's liking great. this combo every week man i'm like great i still have a very love hate relationship with the uh, with the ice and fire world but uh yeah, yeah. i'm liking that it's a good yeah good combo yeah, I'm not saying they're both amazing. I'm just saying I like the combo of entertainment. That's all. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep, episode four was a bit much for me. I'm not gonna lie. On the uh, the the grossness scale. On uh yeah on the on the you're doing this for no other reason than your HBO and it's not adding to the story type. Yeah, yeah. I would concur with that. Ring Ring of Power is better. By the way, uh, from what I read, someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but House of the Dragon, like the Halo TV series. Uh, has new showrunners for season two, so new writers. Well, kind of. Kind yeah, of. I did an I did an episode, as you know, in on my channel. On this. I didn't watch that one, Hope. <laughs> I do the as you know. I do this with my wife too. Uh, uh, yeah, so it, it looks like they roped in. Uh, they they roped in uh, one of the guys that really didn't want to do it to add cachet to the to the launch of the show, and I it looks like they had a if not a contractual, a tacit understanding of, of what he would be doing. And, and he walked away as it launched. Um, and then they get, then they gave him a first look contract. And so I just talked about it and said, that, that was a deal. I that was you. a deal. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Like, good to know. So we'll uh, see. As, yes. Matt Smith is carrying that show so hard. He is by far it, the most, yeah, and will, the most fun. I will say that both shows are, are, I'm appreciating how much they are referencing their original source work, uh, source material, which doesn't have all the details you'd want to work with, but they're really making the most of it. So it's, it's kind of nice. As I, you guys know, I'm not a TV guy, but you know, it's, a, I'm, 
keeping up with the I'll come back like, to Rings of Power. In the middle of episode four turned me off so much. I was like, I'll come, I'll come back. Rings of Power, House of Dragon. A House of Dragon. I'm sorry, I said the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. Um episode I, four of Rings of Power did not offend me. It just speeded along a little fast. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I don't have it. I think maybe that's why I'm enjoying it more. Sometimes if you're less invested, you enjoy it more. You know, like I noticed that with the Halo TV show, the people not like me who are like diehard Halo seem to like, oh, so it's OK. And, and, you know, me, I'm like, you know, like they screwed a lot of things up here. But because I'm not invested, I just like that we're getting big budget production value shows, you know, fantasy shows. I'm enjoying them. Amazon Great. put money on the table. I I did. A lot of money. Shows. It shows, though. It shows. It, it does. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to talk on today. So th- this one is I'm going to get your guys thought on this because I thought this was kind of wild. So this week, uh, Logitech comes out uh, in, in collaboration with Xbox and they announced this G Cloud. That's the name of it. Handheld. Handheld. Excuse me. Retails for $349 in the U.S. Uh, it is $299 on sale at launch for some de- undetermined period. They didn't say. Um, but 349, it has uh, it's basically kind of like a portable switch that is actually an Android tablet. Uh, it has no dedicated GPU. Uh, it's using like a, a, you know, what you would find in an Android, you know, like a higher end phone or, or uh, not even a higher end phone, but a phone or a tablet. Uh, it is set up purely for cloud gaming. So it comes pre-installed with the Xbox cloud gaming app, but it is obviously compatible with the other ones like GeForce Now or you want to ps now whatever you want to connect to basically over internet um and it can also use like android uh apps uh you know so if you want to install apps on it you can do that too to some degree uh it's got a 1080p screen supposedly 12 hour battery life uh you know it looks like a switch pretty much like a curved switch to a degree um but i was a little confused on this one um i i think i said on twitter that who, who is this for because it's 350 dollars which is not you know, it's not a small amount of money. It's more, I know this is a console, but it's more than a Series S, for God's sakes. Um, and it has no local playability option, right? You can't play anything locally on it. Uh, it's cloud only, which means basically if you have like a, a Kishi or a Backbone or like the GameSir thing I reviewed for a newer phone that is a, a powerful phone or a decent screen, probably even a better screen than this tablet uh, for 100 bucks, you can do everything this tablet can do. Uh, with your phone already i'm just the only thing it seems to do is give you good battery life and have more dedicated controls but again i'm i'm a little confused as to who's buying this for 350 dollars, guys am i alone uh, not me i'm not buying it i think, it. I, think I, I, do. But I what i don't understand is like you have to basically be connected to wi-fi absolutely uh, yes. yeah so there's, there's no there's local no, option like, so basically it has less than what my phone has you know <laughs> Because I can connect to a mobile network anytime I want to. So, yeah. So you're going to put out a cloud gaming that you basically have to be somewhere with some, you know, Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. The, I, I didn't, I missed this, honestly. This okay. Because uh, this is stupid um, and, and, and ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know who this is for. Like the people that buy like the hundred dollar, you know, phones at, you know, Verizon that really want to take their i don't know this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen i didn't even know this is a thing it's a lot of the commentary i got uh on twitter was i was really interested in this at like 199 until yeah. when they when they said no. 349 it was like what no. why that's, that's that's terrible uh I, i'm not a big fan of cloud gaming anyway so you know this this 
Well, the the other honestly, I think Dan hit. I I think I tweeted out. um, I'd love to see the business marketing plan and and what what they you know you've seen a business plan before, folks. It has a section that says here is what the market is for this. Here is how we address that market, and here is generally speaking, here's our best case scenario. If this takes off, this is what this market that we're going to service looks like. And my bet is this marketing plan says cloud gaming is huge. And we have so much of this investment. And also, we probably got a little bit of money from Microsoft. And we're putting this out there. And we're going to make people so happy. And it's like, guys, you don't have sell coverage, which is insane for this kind of product. You're selling it at more than the Switch. And 50 bucks shy of the Steam Deck. Um, what are you doing? And all I ever got in response, there, there are some true believers on this thing. They're like, well, it's got all this battery life. One, whenever you make battery life claims, you got to prove it to me. So let's, you know, let's wait That's until we actually show it in action. But two, yeah, okay, you have all this battery life when you have to be at home, presumably near an outlet. <laughs> so like, what are you talking about? Uh, the Steam Deck works perfectly fine plugged in, by the way, uh, if, if you're so inclined to do it, use it that way. So, and it, it does. Uh, no, uh, this is one the of those Steam- instances where I would describe this as a product very much in search of a market uh, that would that would have exactly those same arguments put in front of it by a, a venture capitalist and institutional capitalist or how the folks on Shark Tank. Who? What? Who? What? Who, who is buying this and not a switch or in the opposite direction? Who is buying this and not a Steam Deck? Talk to me. That that's what I, was, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Hug. What I was going to say is that the Steam Deck does cloud game. You can connect to Xbox Cloud Gaming on your Steam Deck, and this is fifty dollars cheaper than your base Steam Deck, which is a much more advanced device than this. Uh, and this is the same price as a Switch or a Switch OLED, as a matter of fact, at three forty nine as well. Um, which, of course, with a Switch, you not only get native kind of compatibility with games, but you get all of Nintendo's library as well. It can't do the cloud gaming the same way, but. It, you know, that's a different conversation, but you have other options up or down that seem to be better than this by quite a long shot. So, Travis, you look like you want to counter in some way. Yeah, hit us. I do not want to counter, really. I just wanted to say that uh, this could have been successful if they went with, like, the Chromebook strategy of, like, you know, no hardware, all software, uh, $99 price tag. Yeah, and exactly. Get it out the door and, and and blow people's mind with like the ease of use and and how little you need hardware in it. Um, they didn't do that, and now it'll be it'll share the same fate as the Soldier Boy console. Mm. Remember that? Remember Soldier <laughs> Boy? Soldier Boy. He made he Soulja made Boy multiple console. uh, consoles, didn't he? And didn't he get like inf- copyright think, infringed or something? Yeah, happened? I, th- I think I think he just slapped his name on an existing console and got it. Yeah, I don't I don't know the full story. Anyway, but yeah. That's uh, what's important about the business plan, right? That's that's why the, the coach or the investor or whatever tells you to go, go back and figure out how you get the resources in there and you get the stuff in there. Because like the folks that were backing this, I mean, there was one tweet out from like Jez and, and he's, you know, he's doing his thing at Windows Central and whatnot. But he's like, we got to remember, you know, they don't make money off of the store. Like Steam that's what Dog. Lucius and Gamefire just said in the chat as well. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I got to be honest. Okay, folks, I do not care. I am the consumer, okay? You propose a value to me, and then I ascribe how much of the wealth that I have created doing other things I wish to give to you for that value. That has to match up. If it doesn't work, you go back to the drawing board. If you wind up with 350 on this thing, you say, "Mm -mm, no. I mean, like that's done at the white paper level, and they just went through with it. Now, I suspect it's subsidized by Microsoft based on the way that this was announced, but I... I, I, it's not my problem. 
And folks, you're going to get the chance when it isn't selling and it's in inventory to go buy it at the price you like, would be my guess. Uh, it won't be supported, uh, but my, my guess is that this is a failure. And, and it's a proof of concept at minimum. Uh, and maybe they pursue it past that. But this has all the hallmarks of something that wasn't properly vetted or that they're getting other sources of income from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the weird thing I found here. I agree with everything you said, by the way. Uh, but the weird thing here is Logitech is not a small company. They're not a new company. They, you know, no. they've been around a long time. They they know what this game is. No, no. But I mean, they they have someone has to know this, I think is the point I'm making. Right. They sell yeah. devices and accessories, millions of them annually. Like they have to know that this is not logically priced at three hundred and forty nine dollars. I suspect that early access price is part of that. They want they want you to be reporting on three hundred and not three fifty. I report um, the MSRP. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you, and everybody did. But like yeah. that, but that was like a that was a hand wave attempt at more like the MSRIP. Am I right? <laughs> the manufacturers suggested rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, you know, look, if I was stocking a mom and pop electronics store, I wouldn't even stock the damn thing. I, I, you don't have a proposition to give me at all. No, no, this is a weird one to me. Um, seems like chat seems to agree. I haven't seen anyone in the chat kind of debate with us on this. I, I think everyone's in agreement uh, that this is just a weird, a weird thing, but I wanted to see if I was, I was pretty sure I was, uh, in the right on this one in the sense of uh, not understanding it. So, um, but I agree with Travis. It's a halfway house, right? Like if you figure out, Hey, all I want you to do is stream video at low latency. Like that is, that is all I want you to do. I want a monitor. I want it strapped to a controller and I want it to stream video. Then I think you could, you could start to get that number down to where you say you can play freaking what, what do you guys like? You guys like resident evil village. You can play freaking resident evil village on this thing. And it costs you, you know, a Benjamin, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the play. Yeah, and it, I mean it's uh yeah yeah we we've covered it. You don't have to keep on on it. So, we'll we'll see what this thing is priced six months from now. It won't be three forty nine. It'll be priced at uh, four hundred dollars on eBay. Rare copy Rare of, video of, game of, collectible. Uh, yeah, if collectible. Go, of, yes, if you go far enough, you'll become the Atari monster. Lynx. <laughs> oh, I love my Lynx. Damn, damn. <laughs> I had a Lynx too. You know when they revised it, and made it. Uh, I didn't know that existed, Ains. I can't, I can't. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so the original links was the big gray one, right? And they made a links two, which made it a lot nicer. It was a little smaller. It was better buttons, better controls, better screen, all that. And they tried to rejuvenate it, but, uh, yeah, I had, I had a links with a bunch of games worth money now to, to Travis's point worth money now on eBay. If you have them. The Hulk House buy, version. Buy your of, copies and open, get those eBay accounts ready. Everyone. <laughs> that's the thing. There's no copies. There's no games. There's nothing yeah, right. To play on it. Yeah, there's nothing to, you're you're connecting yeah. to the games you're already. Get ready on. for those servers to not work. <laughs> the the Hoga House version of the completely ill-advised mobile system was the TurboGrafx 16 mobile. Um, that Dude, that thing's card. worth it. It's called the Turbo Duo. Yeah. Okay. Well, I couldn't remember the name of it. I know it. What it did was it took batteries. It took them yes, it out did. to the woodshed and destroyed them yep. in in no time at all. If I remember uh, but, correctly, it took eight. It did. I, and it lasted I just remember, like an hour like, and a the half process of, of putting them all in, but it took the cards of the turbo graphics, which was the cool part. Yep. Um, so you, you guys speaking real words. Yeah. The yeah. See, so you're going back into what I grew up with now. I love the turbo graphics. Turbo graphics introduced me to East 
introduced me to full motion video games, introduced me to a whole bunch of stuff that I really, really love. You yeah. love your FMV. I yeah. do love my FMV. That more King, uh, places, so. uh, Turbo Express is what King Bill says in the chat. Good call. Um, worth oh, a worth That's a lot cool. of money today as well if you have one. Especially I'll tell Papa Hope. It ain't mine. Oh, <laughs> it, get it? Get it from him. <laughs> um, all right. So I wanted to touch on this real quick. Uh, actually, a couple live service games I wanted to touch on to get your guys' thoughts because I like to talk about this with you guys. Now, live this service? one obviously. <laughs> this one is this will wake uh, Travis up. This one is obviously close to my heart because it's related to Halo. So there was an interview this week uh, with VentureBeat uh, talking to Certain Affinity, which was Paul Sams, who is uh, now president and COO, along with Max Hoberman, who is famously the founder and CEO of Certain Affinity. And they were talking about basically what the studio has been working on as they celebrate their 15 year anniversary. And if you're not aware of Certain Affinity, they they are almost like a support studio. They work on a lot of big name games in support fashion. They've worked on most of the Halos. Max Hoberman comes from Bungie in the Halo Two and Three Days. Uh, Hoberman, yeah. Uh, I they Hogerman. I was like, is this like Hogerman? <laughs> this is like a Transformer um, version of Hogue. <laughs> they worked Hoberman. on Halo Infinite. They worked on uh, Call of Duty. They work on a bunch of different games, right? So the reason that this kind of blew up a little more than a normal interview is that they said that they're working on three projects right now. The biggest of which is the Halo uh, Tatanka mode, which is this additional kind of battle royale thing that's been sitting out there. They have almost 100 developers on from their group working on it in collaboration with 343. Um, and basically, a lot of leaks came out from I'm going to call out Bathrobe Spartan, who is a guy on Twitter who uh, talks a lot of Halo behind the scenes. And he had a lot of he info. Opened up, he opened up the bathrobe. Huh? Opened up the bathrobe. Jesus. <laughs> um, so uh, the leaks I just wanted to touch on for, for listeners is that um, so this is Halo's Battle Royale. It's being tested with up to 100 players. It does take place on a part of the Zeta Halo ring, all things we kind of expected. Right now it's being tuned for 60 players, which would be more like Apex Legends rather than like uh, a Warzone or PUBG. You can play it in single, duo, trio, or squad modes of so one through four players. Um, weaponry includes all of your basic Halo weapons along with the campaign variants, which we expected. So if you're not familiar with that, there's like lore-based weapons in Halo that are more powerful than their normal ones from the campaign. Those are in there. Um, but they said there's some variations here. We'll have a traditional kind of slayer mode, which will just be like your normal go out and kill everyone else and win. Um, but it's also going to have more of a uh, objective focus traditionally where it's going to be like a lot of uh, mini games happening within the ring simultaneously. So, for instance, like there may be a match of something over here and you can kind of roam around and jump into these and that's how you earn points. And the points is what allows you to uh, upgrade your weaponry, buy vehicles, do other things, which will then obviously catapult you to being stronger than the rest of the people. So it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, you can find these leaks, by the way, on, uh, like I said, look up Bathroom Spartan. Or a lot of people are talking about these. If you just look up Halo Battle Royale I'm, on Twitter, I'm sure you'll find it. But I wanted to ask you guys really around and just get your thoughts, because I know none of the three of you are really kind of hardcore Halo players or regular players. Um, Apex is thriving right now. Most popular it's ever been. One of the most played games in the world right now. Fortnite is number one. I said it should just be number one forever because it's number coming off that mantle. We can just consider everything else number two and below at this point. Warzone 2.0 is coming out in November. We've talked about that, how big that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be, trust me, it's going to be massive. So what I wanted to ask you guys, just your quick thoughts on 
how does this succeed? I guess is a very broad question, but with Halo still working to regain its composure after the fumbled live service aspects we've, we've covered, um, introducing a separate standalone free-to-play battle royale mode is what a lot of people in the Halo community are asking for to go along with the standard experience. But there's a lot of that now, right? And there's a, the, these players are becoming spread across different things. There's obviously other games I didn't mention, too. How does this succeed? How does this do something that is either unique or polished enough to where it retains its user base and grows the Halo user base? you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I think it'll be <laughs> fine. I mean, I, 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 after these leaks came out, I sort of assumed that uh, this is what what three four three has been spending all of its live service development time doing, right? Like, this is the 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 content drop where they're like, oh, okay, you guys were working on stuff all this time. That's why we didn't hear from you for a year or whatever. And you know, it's probably not what a lot of core players that just like to play arena based shooters and standard halo PVP are working on, uh, want, they probably don't want something like this. Like I certainly am sort of like, eh, okay, another battle royale game, but I honestly, you can, you can play more than one game. People can hop onto apex and play a few matches. And then, you know, when they get bored, hop onto halo infinite and play that, uh, battle royale mode or whatever. So I think, I think it'll be fine as to what they need to do to succeed. I have no idea, man. I, I I don't know. I mean, I know, Ains, you were sort of bullish on uh, Halo having a battle royale mode, and I've always sort of been kind yes. of just tepid about it. I'm like, whatever. But, um, you know, maybe I'm not the right guy to ask. I like battle royales. I also get tend to get over them pretty quickly. I prefer arena shooters like Halo's okay. core, core uh, combat is. And so um, I, I, uh, I think it's fair to say that you'd be in the minority in that, though, in the community. Probably. Probably, They're, I mean, but but maybe not in the minority of Halo players. Halo, Halo exactly. players do yeah, like the, the thing that they like, but I think it'll have a broader appeal. Um, it'll probably ruffle the feathers of people who who treasure Halo as a, or you know, one of the last true uh, competitive arena shooters on console. Um, but yeah, it it I don't know, I don't know, man. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll get a lot of people to to download <laughs> Halo Infinite. Um. Yeah, so uh, your last comment there, not the download, but around uh, arena shooters is what I want to segue into on the next topic. But first, just, you know, if Hogue or Dan want to comment, do you, do you, I, I'm sure you guys don't really care, but, you know, from an outside, pers <laughs> from an outside perspective, when you look at like these hugely popular games and whether, whether we like it or not, whether anyone likes it or not, when you look at player base and you look at stream rankings, right? Fortnite apex warzone are kings i mean they are they're dominating the industry right now so uh you know that's well i will say this I, I will disagree slightly okay with one thing that travis said which is that yes you can of course play multiple games but do i get one, to use this do i get to use this well we'll see we'll okay. see it's genteel <laughs> right now uh, but, but one uh the the battle rails tend to be enormous uh, and, and some people are constrained by hard drive space, especially when we start talking about the consoles. Um, so it doesn't always make sense to have a bunch of them on there. Two, they are very much organized around making sure that you don't want to leave. Um, yes. right? We talk about battle passes. We talk about the way that these things work. Um, but if you're into a Fortnite season and you're not a... 
hello, other hogs that love Fortnite and it's all they play, and you're not a crazy person, then chances are that's the game you're going to have to play if you want to get to the end of your battle pass or, or whatever. That they're, they're, you know, they're, they're tried to be scientifically uh, in there so that it's, it's all that you want to play to feel progress. Now, Halo has had its issues with progress, and who knows what the progress will look like on this thing when it's out. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that, at least for me personally, and that's all I can speak to on this, sure. um, I can basically play one live service game at a time. Um, because otherwise I feel like I'm wasting my time um, or I'm getting less out of both. Um, and so I, I tend to lean towards Fortnite, but also I might just be a bad commenter on this because I will tell you right now, I don't have any live service games that I'm either playing and there might not be any that are downloaded. I might have Destiny still on there, um, but I'm not working through a season of anything except Dreamlight Valley, which I don't yeah. think counts for purposes of this particular conversation. I think um, it does, but yeah, I, I, I think I think you're correct that you are not the target market for this. And I think most people who are into Battle Royals and stuff, they balance a few. Because all my friends that that are the, the core gamers, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to play Apex. All right, we lost. Let's go and play Naraka Blade Point. And then, you know, they, they log on to okay. different Battle Royales and it's the same loop to me. It's I'm like, y'all yeah. are crazy, but they, but people People who play live service games, they just like to, you know, mix it no, up. That's, I, I, you're yeah. describing me to a T. I mean, I just told you guys I've been playing Halo and Apex and what's the other game I just said? I was playing PUBG recently. I mean, yeah, I do that. I will I will yield to the anecdotes on this stuff because I, all I can speak to is my experience. Um, and, yeah, I don't generally get enough. I don't get enough of a buzz out of those, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not playing them too often. Yeah, uh, and that's. Yeah, very fair. Yeah, I just figured I like having these conversations with you guys because, you know, sometimes you get so ingrained in your uh, circle and your community and the people you talk to day to day. Right. Which for me is Halo. I mean, I live and breathe it. Right. So when I talk about something like this, I like asking you guys because I know Travis knows Halo, but you don't play it every day like I do. I and I know more. Well, that's what to. I mean. No. And I know that Hogue and Dan don't care at all. So I just like getting a different perspective. That's all. No, and I can see it having a place in the market. Certainly, you're not going to confuse a Warzone experience with a Halo experience, presuming True. that they keep the TTK and stuff like that relatively intact. So I, I think there can be a market for it. Uh, Halo wasn't built that way when it came up with its original design. So it's like, I don't, I honestly don't know how it'll feel um, yeah. as a game. It's probably something I'd be curious about and check out. But I, I also say this, right? I think Fortnite's massive success, and nobody talks about it too much, is not in its gameplay. It's not in its island. It's in having uh, artists that that make things people want to buy or that want to participate right. in their battle pass. And I have never been enthused by anything I've ever seen in Warzone or Halo or whatnot. So even if I like those games, the gameplay isn't doing enough for me if I can't become a hot dog man or have a giant banana suit or whatever. And that sounds silly, but their artists are so much better for what I'm looking for um then like so much of that lives there than the game to me you are live services i think you're spot on and i will shout out my good friend and uh big cast patriot here uh dr mo who's been on with us mo Kuama, because uh he says the exact same thing Hogue. it's it's that they for i'll give you a perfect example because i was just talking about this with him so for me i bought master chief and marcus phoenix in Fortnite. Yeah. i have never used them because i've never played the game since i literally logged in bought them and logged out and Mo, who is a big Dragon Ball Z fan, right? Dragon Ball Z created a big stir, went and spent like $70 on that content. And I okay. think he said, I'm not sure if he hasn't played it all or maybe played one match. But to your point, 
you you've got the core user base that log in to play every day, right? But then you get this whole other community that just loves what they do with the content and the skins and the IP licensing and everything else. And it's just uh it's a I basically only play Fortnite as Paul Atreides. If you see a Paul Atreides out there, it might be me because I might be the only one. But yeah, I you know that's that, that's that's part of the fun of Fortnite. You make Paul Atreides do the Korean cat dance, and my daughter comes in and says that I'm being disrespectful to the Atreides line. It is worth every dollar I spent. <laughs> yeah, see, they've 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 struck on gold there for sure, quite literally. Um, <clears throat> Dan, I know uh, you know battle royals aren't your thing. Competitive MP is not your thing. Uh, anything to add that kind of Hogue and Travis didn't already touch on? No, I think you guys are pretty much spot on and somebody said in the chat and i've said this forever you know you gotta strike when the iron's hot and there's such there's room like hoke said for for all these games and you know to have whatever take you want on it but it's it's such a competitive market there and and you've got like you said the three you know your top three you know leaders that are not gonna move you know unless you can bring something either new or interesting to the table and um it you know now halo has you know enough support where they're you know it'll make a dent somehow maybe you know but you know it it all depends you know i mean it's not going to be for me you know i'm not going to play that stuff uh when's the single player content coming out for halo <laughs> i think it was abandoned dan yeah yeah, yeah. abandoned i think it was no they literally said they've literally talked about it. it's not abandoned it's just yes they <laughs> Talk is cheap, as you well know. Oh, I, mean, I well know. I know. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I won't I go off on a Halo tangent. It's not a bad I'm thing. voting on abandon. <laughs> I'm going to probably guess you're right. So, yeah, well. All right. All right. Well, I said uh, I wanted to transition to, to another thing I wanted to talk about, which is kind of in a similar vein, as uh, Travis alluded to with his comment, which is uh, I want to jump over to Overwatch 2. And the reason I say it's in a similar vein is because Overwatch 2 launches in a week and a half officially, October 4th. It's does free it? to Does it does it We're getting there. It... We're getting there. Yeah. No, no, Ainge, uh, no, it's a good point because I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> October 4th it launches. It's free to play as a lot of people said the first one should have been. Uh now uh it's set up very similarly to everything we've discussed many times with these games, right? It's free to play. They're introducing a couple new heroes, there's a few new maps. You can find all the details on on the site, but uh, it's got a battle pass. It's got a free path and a paid path. Obviously, you get a lot more interesting things on the paid path. But I think what is interesting to me is that Overwatch struck gold when it came out in 2016, I want to say. I believe it was Um, kind of. Yeah. Before the Battle Royale craze hit. Right. This is before Fortnite became what it is and everything we just talked about in the space with Halo is jumping into. And what we've seen with Halo is that despite being a huge IP and having over 20 million players like that first week, right, it's really died down. And it's because a lot of the conversation we have in the Halo community is that arena competitive multiplayer is not what it used to be audience wise. There's just so many options out there now. And Battle Royale is one of those in the options. And so we saw a lot of players jump into the beta on Overwatch 2. It, you know, had a ton of players. It has a huge community. I'm not denying the Overwatch community. What I'm really interested to see, though, is what this looks like six months from now. Is Does Overwatch still has what it takes in this environment in 2022-2023 to maintain that same level of player base? Or has the market changed in the past six, seven years? Um, I'm very curious to see what happens there. They'll be okay. And I, I, the reason I say that is because I know lots of people that play Overwatch 
The thing with Overwatch 2 is I think it's a mistake. I don't know why they're doing it this way. But uh, I, I think that they're going to continue to they're going to continue to have their player base without without expanding it, is my guess. It, it, it's it's a destiny problem, actually. Destiny's really good at that. They're just like, oh, here's some more stuff for the people who already play and nothing for people who don't already play it. Um, maybe free to play will help boost those numbers as it always does. Cause it's just, you know, accessibility means more people will play it, but I think it's probably not going to move the needle, but it's going to keep the people who, who like to play overwatch. And there's plenty of people like that. It's same with destiny. Plenty of people like to play destiny. Are they bringing in a whole lot of new destiny players? I got to believe there's no way that that's happening, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they're keep, they're keeping their, they're keeping their existing audience engaged. So I think it'll probably just be non-growth. Here's more stuff. If you like playing overwatch and they sell a lot of microtransaction stuff on that people buy that does not have the problem that Hogue was talking about with halo. I mean, people will buy stuff on that. No uh, overwatch is much more akin, in my opinion, to apex where you have identifiable yeah. characters and there's a lot of monetization around them. And if you like those characters, you're, you're partaking. Yeah, yeah. And Blizzard's always had strong art. Uh, I mean, I still think it's easier to sell third-person art, but they've always had strong art. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I have see. no feeling for Overwatch 2. I think it's essentially over taking Overwatch free-to-play and they put a 2 on it to save face. If you, if you read through the actual content, you're not far off. Yeah. Yeah, really uh, there, yeah it's, it's basically one and a half at best. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm very curious. I, we'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll revisit that con, uh, that conversation a few months from now and see what uh you know what that looks like. But anyway, all right, boys. I think that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. And I can't believe they're saying this, but we're under two hours. We did it. That's because we reserved. Because you didn't talk about Andor. Andor. Well, I heard yeah, Andor. I heard Andor was awful. Probably the worst thing to come out of Star Wars in years. Is that true? Wrong. No, I didn't even say that. And I'm the one that's usually the negative Nancy on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, Good. I can. I, my Andor summary is ridiculous production values. Maybe the best it's ever been under Disney in terms of how it looks. Good. There are some that look like straight up filmmaking from like the 1980s that looks yeah. really, really good. Um, and it has an inciting event, which is nice. First 15, 20 minutes strong. Uh, and that's about the level of plot you're going to get into the last 10 or 15 minutes of the episode three. It's stretched. It's stretched okay. good. It is. It's slow. I think it's slow in a good way. It takes its time. Uh, it's interesting. It's good. Star Wars, good world building as always. Uh, the actors are Jesus Christ. The actors are, are quite good. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more. Yeah, yeah now it's, now it's time actually, for that Go ahead. Actually, one of the things I really liked about Andor is unlike Boba Fett, unlike Mandalorian, is it, it is much more interested in being taking its world building seriously uh, and not comedy winking at the camera every two seconds. Um, and so all the actors that are introduced in Andor are, um, are much better, in my opinion, than Mandalorian. Very few freaking stand-up comedians being introduced to do plot lines and whatnot. Um, although, so, although, hey, yeah. hey, hey Bill Burr is pretty good. Yeah, what's wrong with he Bill Burr? Come on, man. He is he's not good. very good, and he jumps out of the screen as not being an actor on, in a Star Wars. Oh, well, you know, he's a terrible actor. Uh, well, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, that's what he was paid to do, yeah, you see. No, no, and and you know there there are other little. I, I will little, I will agree with you, Hogan, on that. Cool, but he is Tars from Interstellar. I mean, like it is. Uh, so, I'll, so I agree with you, Hogue, that I I am enjoying the fact that not everything is like a remember this from Star Wars. Like I I hate that stuff. So I just want them to try new things, and this is pretty new, like the I Last like Jedi. I, yeah. I I and our and or I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the last Jedi, it tries a lot of new stuff and has success in it. Interestingly. Anyway, um, let's move on, I guess, because <laughs> I've broken Hogue. He's going to his happy place. He's and a, and he's you a... haven't watched it yet, have you, Andor? No, I, I haven't okay. had a chance to. It's on the. It's pretty good. You guys should check it out. Uh, Ains, okay. I think you would like the third episode because it's like so. Anyway, well, there's like one of the three. Andor is, you know, like those RPGs where they say it'll get, it gets good after hour twenty. You take that into the equivalent of watching something passive. It, it, I, it is, it is maybe the slowest thing I've seen released by a major studio. It mm. might be ever. But is it like Ra- well written? Slow. Like is yes, it like slow certain. but enjoyable or slow but like plotting? I think it's slow and it could, it could be enjoyable. The, the, the one big mistake is they stretch a flashback that doesn't offer a lot of insight over of the full first three episodes. Agree with, um, agree with that, yeah. There's and it's, flashback a, it's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and okay. so you, you do resent it a little bit <laughs> as, as, as you're as things are increasing in stakes in the actual story. You're like, I hope you have something to really show me in the in this flashback that is going to help, like my understanding of everything else. They do not. Um, yeah, and so I'll it's agree with that too. So it's it, it, it's it's like, it's like it's like building to something, and you're like, what is this building to? This flashback, like it seems like it's really important. Then you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh, okay, it was just it was just. It's like story. everything you did such yeah. a good job writing the characters as you introduced them in like the first ten minutes, where it's like, yep, those are all the relationships that, yeah, thanks, flashback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, I think I'm good. I got other stuff to do. Well, I just skip if you see the flashback, just roll through it. You're not missing anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, it no, goes Andor, back. It, it's very high production value. Honestly, I, I, I respect the Andor production values probably more than Rings of Power. Rings of Power has like huge amounts of money and CGI thrown at it. Andor looks like you remember Star Wars looking, except that that's actually bit better. Oh, okay. um, so it's it is yeah. very good looking. You remember very- we we mentioned early in the episode around like I could watch that, but I could also rather be playing something. Uh, that's yeah. probably where Andor is going to end up for me. It's like I, yeah, can't I, I, watch I get that, that too. Yeah. I get it's not for everybody for Star Wars. I actually don't even know if it's for Star Wars fans. I think Star Wars fans are probably going to be disappointed. The the core you know audience that expects a certain thing, but for people who like the Star Wars galaxy and the world and that sort of stuff and just want to like spend time in there, I think it's great. So. It's, dark, it's dark force. Not, not for everybody. Vibe. Do you remember Dark yeah, Forces? It, it's that vibe. Exactly. It is like Dark Forces. It's not for everybody, but if, if it's your thing, you're gonna you're gonna connect with it and be like, this is dope. So okay. So far. Cool. Yeah. cool. All right, everyone. Chat, you've been awesome today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're gonna go ahead and get out of here. I'm gonna start with Hogue today. What you got going on, man? Well, we're continuing to do hangouts and headlines. Looks like we're gonna be talking about Netflix and Bridgerton again tomorrow by the looks of things. They're gonna they drop that lawsuit. So we'll be chatting about that a little bit. Cool. Um, and otherwise hanging out virtual legality. I'm thinking maybe early videos on Microsoft's preening. I get a lot of crap for judging Sony negatively. I'm going to judge Microsoft negatively a little bit, I think, early in this week. Not for balance, just because I think it's deserved. Uh, so we'll be doing those in those videos. Uh, we got Lawyers and Dragons. I think I'm doing some more tapings this week. If you did catch me on Sacred Symbols Plus, I was on that uh, this past weekend talking about the GTA 6 leaks. Um, and so you can, you can catch that conversation. Otherwise just hanging out, relishing in my four and O Michigan Wolverines that had no close calls to speak of Dan, uh, and, uh, having a good time, uh, catch me at Hogla on Twitter or at the Hogla YouTube channel and check out the new store where the gaming dinosaur that my youngest daughter made is our best seller. I, I, it's upstairs it's too. I should have had it right here. It's the upstairs. gaming dinosaur. Check it out. Uh, it's linked to the description. Maybe we can convince Ains to put that in his description as well. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. uh, just having a great time this week. I, I love the fall. I love it to death. Have a great fall, everybody.
Yeah, I am with you. It is like 75 degrees here. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Windows are all open in my house. Yeah, man. Travis, get some sleep, my friend. I will not be doing that because I've got reviews to do. Um, back so to grounded. I need to get back to grounded. I actually just got uh, a message from my editor during the show saying 100 hours is enough. Just write the review. So I, apparently I'm going to write the review and we'll see what. what oh, I'm sorry. I have a new virtual legality about IGN's editorial standards yeah. coming at you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what he said. He was like, he was like, you've played enough of the game to to write about it. Like nobody's going to say you didn't play enough. And, you know, we, we have the policy. Generally, you finish games, especially if they're story heavy. But if it's like an MMO that never ends or survival game that goes on forever, he's like, just write the review. So I, actually I guess I'm going to be doing I don't that. Disagree necessarily. I don't know if yeah. there's going to be a big climactic finality ground but you know I, I yeah know. It, it's it i think i know where it's going i'm in like the 90 percent of the game he's like just just write the review he's he's letting he's letting me die uh which is great uh so i'm gonna have that review up sometime next week embargo's on uh tomorrow morning so i i will get to talk about it more at that point and then uh i'm also i'm also doing a video uh a top tips for starting with grounded uh, that's also going to go live sometime next week so that is going to get so many more views than your article yes it is yeah it, it's an absolutely <laughs> enormous game with so many things that i wish i knew when i started playing it because like probably the first 30 hours of the game i did not use well because i was just figuring out how things worked and yeah. uh so hopefully i can save people time there and then they can laugh at me like wow it took you over 100 hours to beat the game and i'm like Bitch, I, I didn't have you know. uh, <laughs> anyway, embargo, uh, Travis. But just in terms of excitement, is this going to be something that I could play solo, or is it absolutely mandatory to play with others? You can absolutely play it solo. Thank you. I won't ask. I think I, th I actually think it's better to play with other people, like maybe your daughters yeah. and stuff. But yeah, they can well, get pets. Yes, but Microsoft. No, none of these platforms make it super easy to coordinate online play with each other, unless they have split screen. They do not have split screen. Oh, yeah, so you're saying you have one Xbox. Okay. I live in a world where I have like six Xboxes in my I'm house. It's, it's tricky because so, yeah. then you can't yeah. talk to them about what they're dealing with. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, yeah, that I've, I've got other reviews coming up that I can't talk about yet that I'm already starting to work on and lots of stuff on IG.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Tiger Travis. You can hear me talk about Destiny on Thursdays. That's it. And Very you guys good. should also, you should also follow BitCast because we're, the best kept secret in gaming and we'd well, like here's to the thing here's the thing about people people don't know about this about liking and subscribing and then telling your friends is the next step is that there is what we like to call psychological cachet in being first to a party like this one right we are the hip band right now that plays in the garage or maybe at that <laughs> local dive that doesn't serve the cheeseburgers that you quite like to eat at least not with a trip to the bathroom afterwards but pretty soon you're going to want to say, hey, I was in that first 10,000. I was in that first 15,000 because BitCast and Season Gaming are going places. And hit that like and subscribe because it's going to make you feel good and it's going to give you that ego boost you need when you're fronting to another person later on in life and saying, I knew them before they were cool and they're sellouts now. What assholes, am I right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see when we get to that conversation. By the way, Hogue, and thank you for that. Michael JM says, uh, Hogue, you need that G Cloud Logitech device. Then you can play Grounded all together. There you go. That's the solution. We found it. We found it. My poor router would be like, okay. <laughs> just, just buy a Series S. You know? Get one of those. Yeah. I have a Series S with one of those screens. You know, it closes like a laptop. Yeah. and you open it. That, Honestly, that's a better solution than the Logitech. That thing's amazing. I love the um, S. 
All right. Yeah, on Season Gaming, uh, actually, I think we're going to have a new contributor joining us this week. Uh, funny enough, my appearance on Defining Duke Ultimate, I had a bunch of people reach out to me, really nice people. I got some lovely negative comments, too, but some nice uh, people happen. reached out. Yeah. And uh, uh, because of that, uh, a gentleman uh, who has experience in the industry wants to come uh, hang out and write with us. So uh, I've talked to him. He should be joining us this week. So I'll introduce him when that's appropriate. Uh, if you saw my pictures yesterday, I finally unboxed the Doom Slayer statue, which is sitting to my left. I would have had it here, but no joke, the camera would have had to go up to the ceiling because it is obnoxiously large. Um, I can't describe in reality just how big it is it is uh i had to put it to the side Folks, in the video clip out the last 30 seconds of ains for me thanks <laughs> i had to put it to the side in the video because if i stood behind it you couldn't see me and i'm six foot one so it, it's uh it's a bit ridiculous but that video will be coming this week it's really cool one of the coolest statues i've ever seen um so you can check that out as well other than that thank you as always for tuning into the big cast uh, your weekly gaming show covering all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with industry, technical, and legal insight. Until next week, peace. See you, folks.